you getting yourself ready for our show? guys jigs and bigs we got a great show lined up for you guys it's bobby rose beef i got joe brown and i got sean the fisherman with us and guys this week i've got a great show lined up we've got a handful of things that are going on first and foremost there was some crazy shit that happened in foxborough recently and i'm not talking about the new england patriots whatsoever uh we got a special kind of ftg to talk about we've got all kinds of good stuff in our second segment as well a uh, joe brown original just the tip and in our gear of the week we're going to get to uh, some stuff you're going to want to know about. Joe's actually reporting on that. We got Carter Hewitt in the house in the beef seat as our interview guest this week. He is Real SD Outdoors on Instagram. He's got a great story about how he really developed a, a passion for fishing for pike and bass ever since his father passed in 2018. We're going to talk about his fishing preferences and uh, also kind of his goals for the future. Uh, we also have some information about the 200th episode that uh, is coming up. We have a big event planned for that and want to know, why the hell haven't you gotten tickets yet you're possibly gonna miss out we've also got information about a really really good collaboration that's happening with dark horse tackle and jigs and bigs guys go ahead get yourself something good to enjoy we got all kinds of info too about a wacky little live stream that happened last night man you don't want to miss it jigs and bigs is starting right after this We got a bunch of jig heads already joining us. We got Jay Manning in the house. Yes, is this thing on? This thing is on now. Now we are on, officially. Pat Martin's with us. Says, good evening, fellas. We got Jay Bass, and he also says, good evening. Man, what an amazing, amazing week. A busy week with lots and lots of crazy shit going on. The feedback about that story time with Lockwood segment from last week's show has been awesome. Like, some of you guys reaching out, just, just, just a quick little message going like, I, I can hang with Lockwood. That lets me think that maybe uh, we might have more story time segments from other folks than just Lockwood. Uh, what did you guys think about that? Uh, it was great. It was great. I loved it. I loved I, it. I will, I will say this. I, I took some time. Some of those sound effects didn't exist. So, you know, I mean, full disclosure with the beef curtain being pulled wide open right here uh, for a lot of the music uh, and sound effects that we use on the show. I use Epidemic Sound, right? Epidemic Sound is a great resource for all types of content creators that need audio. And as a podcast, that is, you know, primarily audio, <laughs> you know, as that's our first that's our best foot. and We're putting it forward. I use a lot of that stuff. The part in the storyline where it got uh, sexual um, I had to actually create that entire series of sound effects because it's not like I had like uh, LSD fueled orgy as an option to select when it came to putting this together. So I had to find all of these moans and sighs and all this other stuff. I mean, even when Tourette's Timmy kicked open the door and screamed out loud with the Oots chip bag on his head, which I could not get AI to say the right way. It just said UTZ every time I did it. So I just went with it. When he kicked open the door and screamed, it was like, oh, it was amazing. I had fun editing that one. It was kind of like my Sistine Chapel. You know what I mean? 
Like, that's good. Uh, what what do they call those people in the movies that all they do is they fucking make the noises, the background oh, noises? Dude, like the guy's oh, got they, a giant sh- piece of sheet metal and it's a thunderstorm. Yeah, that's yes. it, dude. Oh, they, <laughs> I know they I have felt. a name. I can't think of them. That's that might be your next career path. It might Bobby. be. It was just layers of different. I'm like, yeah, that kind of works here. We'll put this together. And I was on the phone with people like when I was doing that. You know what? I th- do. I have the the audio for the. Did I? What did I call it? I think I called it sexy time. Uh, <laughs> I think that's what it was. Man, I forget what it was. If I can find it, I'll go ahead and throw it, slip it into another second, maybe in just the tip, you know. Um, we'll see We'll see how it all works. But, man, what a, what a wild-ass week. Uh, what did you guys do this week? Anything Anything interesting? Uh, for me, not really, man. A, a, a little bit of cleanup in the garage around, yep. like, trying to organize the fishing shit, like, getting, a, you know prematurely getting it ready for next season i guess yeah but, uh, you got to dude, dude part of me wanted to rip the boat out today so bad oh i yeah. wanted to take it out to bit today so bad i didn't but uh no so i i just been doing a lot of getting ready for uh i was like fucking a million different stores the last couple days getting ready for that wedding in mexico i have uh, oh, this yeah. week so yeah that's coming up quick i didn't realize it was so soon that's yeah awesome. we leave thursday so no shit yeah yeah so pump for that that's awesome dude i think you're gonna have an absolute blast oh yeah for sure my goodness my goodness sean what about you how 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 is your week this week uh you know unbeknownst to most folks after we stopped recording last week i walked into a time machine and just came out of it right now um that's how it feels yeah uh, because this week was so busy for me with all sorts of everything um Mm -hmm. I had uh, I had a large number of house projects uh, that involved contractors that I've been knocking out. Oh Jesus! Just one by one by one, and it's been good. It's yep. it, you know I I like the guys that I work with for contractors, so just getting them in and knocking shit out has been it just time consuming. But but for sure, you know we're, we're getting there. Yep. Um, on top of that, all these contractors had to know that hey, I have to leave at a certain time for basketball practice every day. Yeah, some days I have two of them, um, and. Uh, the way this week worked out was actually kind of monumental in my development as a coach mm-hmm. for basketball because Thursday we had a season opening tournament night one, which um, with me being the, the the JV coach and the assistant varsity coach, you yep. know, coach and I talked strategy and really looked at it. It was an unknown team. We never played them before. So we said, let's see how it goes. We have no idea. And actually yeah. our, our first four games, whole bunch of teams that we've either never played before or had significant lineup changes that we have, and we just have no idea. No we idea could what go you're four. into. Yeah. Yeah, could go in four, could go 4-0 and oh, or somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. And um, what ended up happening was Thursday was a blowout in our favor, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So we advanced to the final, and then uh, Friday night, magic happened. Unfortunate magic, and then magic, magic. Um I got a call about 10 minutes before tip-off. Uh, the head coach was not uh, driving up with us. I drove the van with the kids mm-hmm. uh, to get to get to the game. And he had an issue that prevented him from getting to, to get to the game. And he said, you got to coach it tonight. And I said, all right. So I went into my first varsity game 10 minutes beforehand, not knowing I was coaching against a team that played rabid man-to-man defense. Yep. And I had to draw shit up on the fly. And... I'm one and zero with a tournament championship in an overtime game. <laughs> um, as a coach, I have to say I, I, I'm very lucky. There's there, we have two extremely talented offensive players on our team, and then mm-hmm. 
everybody on the team played defense and we shut this team down and uh, it was it was fantastic. So um, that was Friday night. And then Saturday, as if things weren't um, going to slow down, yesterday I, I woke up, had a basketball game with the fifth graders, got out of that, went to the Loaded Potatoes birthday party. That's our, right. You uh, mentioned that. One of our jig heads. Happy birthday to the Loaded Potato. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to say how birthday. old he is, but um, we went out there. He had his, uh, actually, Joe, he had his party in your neck of the woods. We went over to Treehouse in Charlton. Oh, oh nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Did that. Stopped in for an hour, saw a couple of co-workers, had a great time, then yep. had to leave. Drove back to my house, and I had to sit down with a poster. Oh, I yeah, drew out that's a poster. right. Because then my oldest son and I drove down to Bridgeport, Connecticut, which is almost New York City as far as I'm concerned. Oh, it's yeah. close enough. And uh, we had the uh, the WWE NXT pay-per-view we were at last night. I was on camera a few times. Unfortunately, uh, I was upper. It wasn't those great seats we had for Raw in Boston in March. It was the first. We were in front of the camera, but the first like row up. So the whole night when I, I was re-watching re the pay-per-view today to see if they caught my sign at all. Mm -hmm. um, and I was in the upper right-hand corner of my television pretty much the whole time. Um, so I got home at midnight, 30, 1 o'clock, something like that last night. Mm -hmm. Woke up again, another game with the fifth graders. By the way, they won their two games, which was good. And they're really starting to come nice. together as a team. Um, I got a couple of leaders that have emerged, and I'm making sure they're keeping everybody in line. You got to be yep. here. You got to be there. And that's yep. where you got to start. And uh, so basically four days in a row, four basketball games, Oh, uh, part of, you know, I went 4-0. That's awesome, Which is dude. pretty good. Yeah. Yep. And then we saw we saw some wrestling, we ate some food, and here I am. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Look at us. Yeah. It's, it's, here we are. it's been a week. It has been a week. I'll tell you, dude, I this is how I, I'm fully aware that winter is in full swing right now because I, I fucked up. I had an opportunity that I could have fished, and I just because this time of year just makes me so unbelievably lazy. I was like, ah, I'm going to go out on Saturday. I'll do that. And I did. I did. It was worth it. But I think I should have taken advantage and gone out on Friday as well. So let's back up to last week's show. Obviously, we recorded on Monday, uh, edited uh, all that greatness, put that all out, and everything was really good. Still, People are still buzzing, by the way, about the show that we did that was the, uh, the react uh, to Ben Milliken's video. Still getting feedback from that from folks, and they're listening to it. This week, we had a massive s spike in listens, uh, not just, I think, from the interest of the the uh, story time with Lockwood, but also the other, uh, the previous week's show, also still getting listens and, and like kind of blowing up. Pretty amazing. Um, Tuesday, I had... Uh, that's how I started working on a couple of things for the 200th show. I had started reposting uh, and looking to try to get audio from our our following on uh, Instagram and on Facebook to just kind of, you know, sound off a little bit for a little bit of a, a pet project that I have going on. So basically what I'm doing is I'm asking listeners, past guests, everybody to just call the, the hotline, 413-324-8519. Essentially just like leave a message, um, you know, either for the attendees that are showing up at the 200th show or just about what you love about jigs and bigs. Like it's really, it doesn't have to be that complex. And really I'm probably not going to use the whole message. Actually, the more I get, the more likely it is. I won't use the whole message. I just want to clip parts of it out and 
put this little thing together for a little project that I'm working on. So we got a couple of folks that had called, uh, a couple of great messages that I'm definitely going to be using the whole thing for. But uh, I would love if uh, if you're listening to the show right now and you're like, yeah, I'd love to get involved with this and be a part of it. And please be a part of it. Give us a call out the hotline and leave a voicemail, 413-324-8519. In fact, I actually have to put that back in do not disturb mode because this week's interview that I did with Carter Hewitt, uh, I had to have him call the hotline for because Zoom was not cooperating for us. So uh, it's nice to have that as a backup. It's a really, really, really good tool. Um, a lot of other things that I had worked on, I had uh, reached out with uh, and, and had a good conversation with uh, Doug Souza over at the Springfield Sportsman Show, uh, the OSEG uh, Springfield Sportsman Show. And I just touched base. I said, look, I go, we'd like to do the same thing. Um, you know, we'd, we'd love to have a booth at your spot. We'll do some uh, some promotion and, and really push the Sportsman Show as much as we can. So we're going to be doing that again. I, I'm thinking that maybe we might do some kind of like another uh, mailing list giveaway or something. We got some really, really good uh uh, interaction engagement with some folks doing that. And it was really nice to just meet listeners and stuff. So that is one of those. And I've had this, this, this question come up a lot. They're like, Oh, are you guys going to come to this show? Are you guys going to come to this show? And the reality of it is, is like, we're doing the Columbus show because it's a collaboration with dark horse. I, we're, we kind of have a role to play over there in their booth specifically. It's part of their plan. So I'm really excited about that. I'm stoked about it. Now, with the other shows, because we're a podcast, we don't really have something that we can, you know, sell to offset the cost of doing some of these booths. We make an exception, obviously, for the the Springfield Sportsman Show because it's right in our neighborhood. So that one kind of gets a pass. Uh, Columbus, again, is a little bit different because of the, the collaboration with Dark Horse. And but for us to go to like, you know, the Connecticut show and this other show. So a lot of these will just do a walkthrough and we won't have a booth at necessarily. But, you know, it's just another one of these these sort of potential opportunities that we have to kind of show our faces and meet up with folks. So uh, with the shows where we don't have a table, like we're going to post information about them, what days will be there, please come up and say hi. If we've got stickers available, we'll definitely hook hook you up with them. Uh, we're definitely all about taking pictures with listeners and all that kind of stuff and basically just creating as much content as we can. So we're, we're, we're down. We're into it. Um, the other thing that I had done was I secured our actual booth for the Sportsman Show, which is awesome. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, on Wednesday, I had something weird show up on Wednesday. And then since then, I've noticed this before. And I only bring this up because it's kind of fishing related. But listeners and jig heads especially, please chime in if you can relate to this. But so Wednesday night, I got home from work. I had dinner and uh, set up a little session with some jigglers and uh, hung out for a little bit with my dogs and my wife. And then I, I went to go. And as I was was getting ready to go to sleep, I, I had the TV on. And I was watching uh, a program on Hulu and uh, Hulu runs ads like broadcast television does. It's kind of old school that way. And I saw an ad for a prescription drug. And you know, like those prescription drug commercials, they always try to show like B-roll of people just living, living their best life. 
using whatever that that substance may be. They try to show people walking their dogs and at the park with their kids and having a picnic or a birthday party or something. Well, lots of times they include fishing with this. And I saw this one commercial and there was this guy walking up to the bank uh, at some body of water and he casts this rod, the spinning combo, wildly like he had never, ever, ever even seen an angler cast a fishing rod before. But he did it with the rod up, hanging up, upside down. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Fishing is like the biggest pastime in the entire world. Nobody was on set to be like, hey, guys, can we get a take two? Can we get another take on that? This guy looks like an idiot and he's going to get roasted in the comments. Nobody had this way of thinking. And then I've seen multiple others that have popped up and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So is this a, maybe a joke? Cause I, I, you know, having a little production background, I could see where some, some, somebody back there in the production team might be like, nope, let them do it upside down. It's fine. And inside they're like, <laughs> knowing that it's going to cause a reaction from anglers that see this on TV, knowing you know, so I don't know. I don't know what that is, but we had a little discussion about it before, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Um, I just, I couldn't believe it. Friday, uh, I did uh, a couple of things. Now, Friday was the day that I really, I, I should have taken the opportunity to go out and do some fishing. Uh, instead, I did uh, some other other work for the show. In fact, I did a live where I, I was talking uh, about the 200th episode, trying to you know stir up some attention so that you guys realize the uh, the importance of getting your tickets ahead of time because they won't be available at the door. You know, so I did a live while I was running a couple of errands and that errand that I was running, I was I was heading out doing my my regular uh, dispensary run. And I decided just for shits and giggles, let's do a, a dispensary unboxing. So, <laughs> so I did in front of all the Instagram viewers. I showed them all of my wares and everything. And I did notice something. I rolled up to the, the dispensary it was Theory Wellness. Right. I do some chickabee shit. You know, I go over to theory and I'm using the uh, the amazing medical uh, drive through that they have, uh, which I think is the best feature of any dispensary I've ever, ever enc encountered at all. So I go through. But right as I did, my live died. It's almost like they were like, no, 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 this is sus activity. We're not going to allow it to happen. And it, as soon as I pulled away, I had my cell service back and it was all good. It was just it was kind of weird. So I went live. I did my unboxing. All that stuff was good. Saturday, I had recorded early with Carter. Had a great conversation with him, man. Um, he's got uh, some good stuff. You're going to like this interview. It's a lot of fun. We just kind of went in all different directions. And uh, and then I took a little bit of a bank send, and I went to uh, fish a really small river nearby to me that I had I've been looking at on the map for a little while. And I was I've I just didn't even know like what the access was like or anything like that. But I'm like I only have a few hours before I'm going to lose the sunlight. I'm going to go ahead and go and hit this place up. Found a couple of spots. There was a local who, as I parked uh, on the side of the road, he came out and I totally expected to get a hard time about where I was parked or something like that. Could not have been more wrong. This guy was so helpful. He was like, yeah, he's like, if you're going to fish in this one area, he's like, there's a little path right down here that you can walk down. And there's some some stones that are like organized as like steps on the way down. He goes on the other one. There's a big arrow pointing down like, here's the trail, asshole. He's like, yeah, he's like, go ahead. You know, just be careful because that's just sharp rocks like they're it's, it's pretty jagged. I was like, all right, cool. Sounds good. Um he was so helpful. He's like, oh, I got a map in my garage. I'll show you what you're working with. He comes over the map of the area. I'm like, this is amazing. What a, what a nice guy. Um, would have been nice if I got even a tap 
while I was over there. Um, threw a handful of baits, uh, did not get so much as a sniff. I don't know where the fish were in this system. But as I was on my way there, there's a spot that I do fish regularly. And I decided I would go and hit it up because the previous weekend, it had skim ice. And on this on Saturday, it didn't. So I said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and we'll give it a send. I went over there and I got two taps. Um, I got a tap as I was uh, slow rolling a finesse swim bait on the bottom with a, with a keel weighted hook and uh, got uh, like a, a tap, I think right on the tail, actually. I don't think it actually got the got the whole bait. So I tried to downsize a little bit and I had a, a finesse jig and uh, I couldn't get a tap in that one area. I was fishing another area and I was just about to leave because my daughter had, and this is another one of those moments where I felt like Sean the Fisherman because my phone rang and it was a, dad, we're all set, come pick us up. So I was like, okay, cool. My, my uh, youngest daughter had a holiday dance recital that she needed to do. And my wife and I made an agreement She's like, I'll bring her, you know, that way you can go out and fish as long as you can pick her up. So I was like, all right, cool. Have her text me when she's done dancing. I'll pack up my stuff stuff and head over. So she texts me and she's like, dad, I'm done. I was like, okay, I'll be on my way. And as I was burning this finesse jig back, it got smacked. Yeah, I was like, motherfucker, oh, I'm like, that is, if I had the time just to follow up with even even a cast of the same bait, I 100% would have, but I was like, of course, of course, this is the way it is. I'm glad that I at least got a tap that they're alive, you know, I like to check in on them every once in a while, make sure these fish are okay, you know, because they've seen some shit, especially in this one area where I am, because they like to float this like pallet with like, it's almost like a like a floating dock, and then they they have ropes that go down to hold it in place, and they run electric out there, and they have a Christmas tree lit up, floating on the water, and it's cute. But I just imagine every once in a while you just see the fish like fly up because it just a little bit of a shock down there, you know, so, something makes contact that it shouldn't, and it you know you get you know a little little bit of a jolt. But so that was that was my Saturday for the most part. I, I go and I pick up uh, my my daughter. I bring her home, and you know we have dinner and stuff. And then it's time to get ready for the live stream. I was on uh, Binya Outdoors live stream on YouTube. Um, the Spawn Podcast is what it's called with PJ, his his co host PJ. Uh, had a great time. I mean, we talked for almost three hours about all kinds of different shit. Uh, it was pretty good. And I did something. I made a decision that night. I was like, you know, because we talked a little bit about podcasting, Binya and I, and like about like the the inner workings of like how it all works and everything. And I just decided, man, I'm going to do something. I'm just going to be myself on this show. So I went and I had my Dynavap all in place and I... I took a nice big nug of jigglers and ground it up all nice and just through the entire show, if you go and listen to it, actually you can watch it on his YouTube channel, you can see me torching the end of my Dynavap and taking a rip and I, I had a, a phone call from uh, a, a fellow jig head today that had reached out and said oh yeah bobby's uh ripping some jigglers i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna smoke along with him and he got wrecked and <laughs> it was great he's like this is awesome so maybe that'll be a new thing i make an appearance on somebody's show and i'll just you know go through and then you can smoke along with bobby it'll be like a game you know it'll be fun um so yeah that was that was kind of my deal um pretty good stuff uh, yeah, taking jiggler rips throughout. I think that's all I got. And then on Sunday, uh, we finally put up our Christmas tree at the beef house. Finally, we've got a couple other, uh, decorations all set. My wife made an apple cranberry crisp. 
which, yeah, I'm looking forward to diving into uh, right after this show. That's that's my my Sunday evening uh, appointment right there. So that's what I and got. That's all for us. We'll see you yeah, on Jason have a next good week, night. folks. All right, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's a wrap. <laughs> oh no it it was a good it was a good week overall. I got I definitely got some stuff done, uh, which was pretty awesome. Um, I did a trivia night on Thursday night. It was another one of those beer promo nights at the Toasted Owl, and we were I was working actually with uh, the Boston Beer Company, aka Sam Adams. And uh, it's quite possible that they may be interested in uh, getting involved with the um, the 200th show as well. So that could be pretty freaking fantastic. I'm just hoping that we can have some awesome raffle prizes and stuff. But um, while we're talking about the 200th show, let's dive into it as far as like what's going on exactly. So we're it just dawned on me earlier this week that we're under 40 days away. Like it's it's getting close. We dropped episode one ninety five uh, uh, last Tuesday. This that you're listening to is episode one ninety six. So like the two hundredth episode is like right there. It's like right there. It's ridiculous. Um, we've got a bunch of people that have been buying tickets, and here's what I need to stress to everybody: because of the nature of this 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 event right now, if you go onto jigsandbigs.com and you click the banner to go to the Eventbrite and purchase tickets, you'll notice that tickets are available up until the day of. That is not accurate because I'm waiting to hear from uh, Munich House about when they need a headcount. The day that they need a headcount is the day that tickets are no longer available. So if you're considering going, go to jigsandbigs.com and uh, get your tickets right away. Do it right away. If you're a jig head and you're in here watching this show and you're like, where do I go? Just scroll through the Patreon. You'll see the link I put up there. You can go ahead and get your tickets, be ready to rock. And uh, it's important because it's it kind of doesn't make any sense for us to allow people in to the show day of when we don't know if we're going to have enough food. You know what I mean? And they have to kind of adjust it. Like in this economy, especially, you know, it's not like they can say like, yeah, we're going to make a bunch extra because what happens if they make that much and there's not enough people there. And, you know, it's like, I, that's just one more element that I don't want to have to deal with. I'm going to have enough going on day of to be able to figure out like, oh yeah, you know, we need this much from you for the food or whatever. It's like, it's crazy. Um, so yeah, it's just it's it's just going to be in, in insanity. The 200th show is uh January 13th. And uh like I said, your tickets are available at jigsandbigs.com. If you're following us on Instagram, you can also go to the link that's in our bio. That's our link tree. I don't know if anybody's familiar with our link tree, but uh, our link tree or what link tree is, is basically a, a service that allows you to create multiple links for all sorts of different stuff. And that's one of the other things I did this week was I cleaned up our link tree a little bit uh, on there uh, up at the very top. There's a, a banner you can click for your 200th episode tickets. You can get them right there from our link tree. So if you're on Instagram, you can just do it there. Uh, I've also got a link there for uh, Omnia, you know, a link you support us on Omnia and it's got the information to use the uh, 15% off for your first Purchase with Omnia Fishing, Jigs and, that's ampersand, Bigs first. Uh, and then we've got a link, of course, for uh, Dark Horse Tackle. Now, Dark Horse Tackle has some interesting stuff that's going on right now. Um, first off, you can obviously, as always, you can use your 15% off uh, your very first box in a Weekend Warrior or Dabble Pack. We also have another promo code that's listed right there on our link tree uh, for a BYOB. Um, and you can save some money on a BYOB as well, which is fantastic. But the other thing to know 
note is that uh, now Dark Horse Tackle is set up so you can actually purchase individual baits. So if there's something that you see that you're like, I, I got that in this box and it was awesome, or maybe you wanted a different color or a different size, you can check their inventory and purchase these individual baits too. We recommend using that link that's in our link tree. That is an affiliate link. It'll give it'll let them know that you know you're you're purchasing through Jigs and Bigs, and that's that goes to help us and support us, and we appreciate that. We've also got another one for uh, A Bay Lure um, with their promo code Jigs and Bigs to save twenty percent on your order. We have a affiliate link that she sends you over to Reaction Tackle as well, uh, and then you know a couple other ones that are in there. We've got one to become our Jig Head to sign up on our mailing list. Uh, links to our website, and then if you've never heard of the show and you would like to hear this, there's links to go to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and then even just you know add the RSS to whatever podcast player you prefer. So everything that you really could possibly need from the show is available on our link tree. And I'm going to actually be embedding this into part of our website as well, so that this way you guys get access to kind of everything. Um, so yeah, I mean, good stuff happening there. Uh, what what else do we have going on? The, the Springfield Sportsman Show. Um, God, that was a big part of it. A, a big part of this week was putting together that Springfield Sportsman Show, getting everything together there. I did schedule some time to have Doug on the program to talk, and I've actually got a couple of other really good interviews lined up that I'm excited about. Uh, we have an interview scheduled with uh, Jeff and Paul from the Aggressive Angler, uh, Aggressively Average Anglers podcast, formerly Burley Fishing. Yeah, we're going to do a little a little chit chat with them. That's actually happening uh, uh, next Monday. We'll be recording with them. Then I've got. Have you guys ever heard of Sarah Parvin? Sarah the Closer. Yeah, Sarah the Closer. So Sarah's going to be on the show. And for those that don't know about her, her I think it's her and her father are uh, currently working this project. They're trying to grow record size copper nose bluegill. And like I've I've been following her now for like the past like six, eight months, something like that. And I have been seeing some of the stories of just I mean, you you hear the phrase dinner plate panfish. Like some of these fish are ridiculous looking. They're, oh, okay. You I know, know yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look at this fucking thing. That's what I'm saying, dude. Look at that. that I think that's the derp fish. I think that's the derp fish. It's crazy. So Sarah's going to be on the show. Derp fish. We're going to be talking everything that there is to be talking about copper nose, bluegill, and other species. And I'm going to try to see if I can't. If I can't inspire her to be part of the Jigs and Bigs multi-species scavenger hunt. And by the way, while we're talking about that, I put up a post this last week uh, on Instagram basically just saying like, man, I, was, I thought in October when I was like trying to track down those last species, like that crappie, especially in October, I was like, oh, I know this would be kind of nice to take a break. You know, not have to worry about this for a little while. Yeah, November was a nice break, but I want it back. I want to go. I want to go and do some fucking multi-species fishing. This is ridiculous. It's killing me. So uh, I, I kind of took it upon myself to kind of mention that, like in April, all the way till October, every single month. We're going to have a Jigs and Bigs multi-species scavenger hunt style tournament that's going to be available for you guys. And the more folks that we have enter and uh, and be a part of this, then, you know, that kind of gives us a little bit of leverage to also bring in additional partners and sponsors for that raffle portion. I think there's a lot of people that don't realize that that raffle is going on unless they're engaged. 
in it, you know, unless they're they're potentially winning. So, I mean, that's that's definitely something you can, you know, have a, have a month long worth of fun and then just go for it. A couple of comments from our jig heads right here. Gravy fishing says, "Evening, everyone. Joe, bring the stash back." How many people, Joe, have have reached out to you about the stash? Oh, too many. Yeah, too many. Too a many, lot. Too many. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. A lot. It's it, but it's been like 50, 50. Some people are like, Oh, I'm so glad you got rid of that thing. And others oh, yeah, are like, yeah. Bring I it back. Yeah. Uh, so it's so, do, so the reason why I, 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 the reason why I don't have it essentially is, uh, at work, <clears throat> a very high ranking person was like, oh. was like, Oh man, that's a good stash. I was like, Oh, thank you. He's like, it's wicked cool, but, you kind of got to bring it in a little bit. Fair it's enough. a little out of rag. And I was like, and my fuck you to the military was, I'm just shaving it off. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Well, yeah, you get all or nothing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah, I can't blame you for that, man. That's rough. Gravy says, winter, it's 50 degrees outside right now. Yeah, it is. It is 50 degrees. Uh, and actually, yesterday, while I was out fishing, it was great. Even when the sun started going down, it wasn't freezing. I think we had a low of like 40 you know, it wasn't terrible. So I'll take that. I yep. I is, wore shorts last night to the wrestling. I, oh, I just, really? Yeah, I was fine. Bobby, I, we, uh, my son and I actually parked in the same lot that you and I, uh, you know, fleeced a uh, fleeced a, a bootlegger out of a Dream Theater shirt. Oh, and okay. The, yeah, the uh, right next to the amphitheater that you and I went to is the um, the arena where indoor events are held. And we were gotcha. there last night, but. I had no problems. It was 45, somewhere between 45 and yeah. 50 last night in Connecticut. So no, no biggie. Yeah, because you're right over by the ocean, too, over there. So it was it was even warmer down there. That's nice. But it, No, it was almost identical. I think it was a degree difference between yeah. my house and, and southern Connecticut. It was fine. Huh. Yeah, everything was good. Yeah, it was it was uh it was definitely definitely nice. It's not gonna get tomorrow. I think I think actually tonight it dips down pretty low. Uh or to maybe tomorrow it goes back a little bit back to normal. This is the shittiest time of year though, if you're a fisherman in in our area. Because there's nothing worse than skim ice because you just can't do anything with that. You know? Yep. Like it's not safe enough to ice fish and but it no. just fucks everything up. So nope. yeah. It is it is rough, man. It is really rough. I do actually have I am heading down south in February to fish with a listener, and that's going to be a kayak send. So I'm I'm pretty stoked for that. And then um, I think in March, yeah, we were trying to plan this big, this whole huge thing with the Dark Horse Tackle guys and the Jabberhammer and jo and Joe and myself. But uh, they're unfortunately the Dark Horse guys. The Dark Horse guys have a lot on their fucking plate right now. Like this year. Yeah, they are busy. Yeah, they, they have busy. a shit ton on their plate. So I totally understand. Yeah. I, I I told I told Paul the Jabberhammer. I was like, dude, this is happening. Like we're we've been neglecting it for so long. I was like, let's just go ahead and do it. So yep. he's gonna put together uh you know figure out a campsite and we're gonna go down and, and and send it and see what happens. So it could be a ton of fun. So I could be in the kayak in February and in March, and uh, that would be absolutely beautiful. I would I would yep. absolutely love that. So who knows. And then uh, what else? What else do we have going on this week? I had worked on that, and I think no, the Linktree links is basically the last thing I kind of wanted to touch on. Um, you know, I, I where are you guys with the two hundred show? How do you, how are you feeling about it? Uh, me, I'm I, I'm excited, man. And, and like, uh, here's a, here's the thing for the listeners, especially those who haven't bought your tickets yet. Um, 
it's man, this it's going to be the event's going to be wild. I mean, yeah. the hundredth episode. I mean, I wasn't on the podcast podcast then, but the hundredth, you know, live show. That show was phenomenal. Um, and the thing is, is you have the opportunity to meet in person some of these people that are either guests or that we talk about all the time yeah or that you or that we talk about here on the uh, on the side panel here for the jig heads definitely like you get to put you get to put a face to the name and they're all friendly they're all right mm -hmm. it's, it's gonna be a blast you don't miss out yeah it's gonna be it is it's gonna be a real good time and i think that um you know, it is it is really good that we're doing something so amazing. In fact, actually, I want to want to call it this one team. Sean knows this one trivia team, uh, Clorox Bleach. You've played with them before. One of the sure have. one of the girls at Clorox Bleach uh, works over at the ta the tank in Agawam, which is, a, I believe, a VFW hall or an American Legion. It is, and you know what? It's funny while you're talking about that, real quick. Mm -hmm. That they've been um, drawing a lot of metal acts over the past few years. So they have. There's, they have. Yeah. yeah, they they're probably the local metal scene for the valley right now. Right. Some some of them are. Yeah, they work with some some show promoters that have done events over there, and it all kind of goes back to its roots. Those American Legion shows, you know, where like back in the day, that's where you could see lo not even local, but like national death metal bands, and like you know, yeah, that's how it was. But um, one, of, one of the girls from Clorox Bleach on this team, they had, uh, you know, I had started implementing some of the marketing at Trivia, just trying to get more, more people to come and, you know, show some support and have a good time and kind of celebrate it. Because there are actually Trivia players that do fish, that cross over a little bit. But there's also some that don't, that actually listen to Jigs and Bigs because they just can't get enough of this milky voice, goddammit. You know, they got to get their beef fixed one way or another. Tune in to Spotify and Apple Podcasts to get your hot beef injections. You know, whatever it is that you need to get by day to day, who am I to judge? I'm just a, a, a degenerate angling podcaster. That's all I am. But I've been implementing some of this stuff over there, and I've had a couple of teams ask me about it. They're like, oh, hey, what's going on with this game dinner? So I explain it to them, and I have the ability. So if you're at one of my events, and you're like, oh, God, I got to get tickets, I got to get tickets, I can do a ticket sale on my phone. Like, I have the ability to do that. Just come and ask me. We'll go ahead and get you all set up. But uh, one of the one of the players on Clorox Bleach is uh, organizing um, some stuff over at the tank. And she was like, yeah, she's like, we don't do enough for our vets. She's like, like anything I can do to get involved or help you guys promote. She's like, I want to get tickets and go. And I'm like, you're going to have a great time. I'm telling you, you're going to have an absolute amazing time. So it's going to be really, really good. Uh, easy. Uncle Frank, Pat Martin says. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, Cheryl Bentley. How you doing, Cheryl? She says, good evening. It is. Uh, it is pretty awesome. I got a text from Binia right now. Hang on. I don't know why he's not in the comments. He says, just leave this here for no reason other than it makes me laugh. Oh, he's he's got a bunch of 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 shorts, I guess, from the live. I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is, Binya. Man, it's just been a, a, a roller coaster. It's just been a roller coaster. It is very nice to have so much lined up on the calendar for interviews, um, which is unbelievable. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I think we're going to have... An interesting winter season this year. Uh, if we get some safe ice, I think I'm going to fuck around a little bit and uh, see if I can team up with some folks and go out and uh, do a little bit of jigging and uh, drinking and see what happens. You know? Should be fun. I still got to pull all my shit out of the abyss back here. Yeah. Hasn't been touched in two years. I, uh, 
this week I went, oh, uh, Reaction Tackle sent me an item to review. Uh, and this item is a one of their backpacks. And uh, it fits 3,600 size boxes. So I went and I, I have a bunch of old like 3,600 boxes that were, you know, used for a bunch of different shit. And I put those together and I'm going to, I'm going to test this thing out. It's a waterproof bag and I'm going to put it through its paces and I want to see how it does. Cause I'm not using waterproof 3,600 boxes. I want to see how this works out. Um, I might actually load it up with like some paper and like leave it out in the rain and see if the paper's dry afterwards just to see put it through its paces. You know, it looks, it looks significant. Like the organization in here is really, really, really well done. There, there is a rod holder on it. So if you wanted to collapse a rod, it's a two piece or something, you could carry a rod that way, but it's a pretty slick bag and it is constantly out of stock. Uh, and they happen to have one and knew that it was something I was interested in reviewing. So they sent that over. So uh, big shout out there. Uh, Reaction Tackle's got some really, really good stuff going on. So, well, I think uh, we're going to go ahead. We're going to take our first break of this show. We're going to come back, guys. We got just the tip on deck for you guys. And uh, don't go too far. We got still so much more show to come up. We got uh, just the tip. Uh, who the f or we got fuck this guy and uh, our gear of the week segment. And then we've got Carter Hewitt, uh, real South D Dakota angler outdoors, rather in our beef seat this week. We're going to talk to him and uh, it's going to be some good stuff. So don't go too far, guys. Much more show coming up right after this. Jigs and Bigs wants to take a moment to say thank you to our partners for helping us continue to push the limits of our fishing adventures and bring you amazing long-form podcast content. We need to thank Dark Horse Tackle, Omnia Fishing, A Bay Lure, The Bay House, and The Ship Motel. We can't forget about Three Bells Outfitters, Torres Sunglasses, and of course, Reaction Tackle. Be sure to check the description of this podcast for any associated affiliate links or promo codes they've generously provided our listening audience. Again, we cannot thank our partners enough for their support. Please consider supporting them and supporting the show in the same process. Thanks. Hey, you. Yeah, you. The one with the impeccable taste in fishing podcasts. Bobby Roast Beef here with a little call to action for all Jigs and Bigs listeners. We're opening up our hotline to you. Now you can call us to sound off about almost anything at 413-324-8519. Want to submit someone for our FTG segment? Call us at 413-324-8519. Care to maybe suggest a topic for just the tip or bait of the week? Call us at 413-324-8519. Maybe you just want to give us or anyone else a little shout out on the show, or you want to suggest a guest for the beef seat. You guessed it. Call us at 413-324-8519. The Jigs and Bigs hotline is there for you to leave a message with us 24-7. Just call 413-324-8519. Also, you can check that number in the notes of this podcast. Bobby, Sean, and who the fuck is Joe Brown now have a special presentation for us all. It's time for Just the Tip. All right, so Just the Tip this week, uh, me and Bobby were just talking about it. I just totally mixed it up with Gear of the Week. So 
they have no idea what I'm doing. So just a tip this week. So especially for us up north, uh, again, I know I know we kind of beat a dead horse with that, but um, it's kind of like a technique thing. If not only a technique thing, but just to get a little bit of info. So one thing that I do to to gain um, to gain knowledge on different types of fishing and whatnot, where do I go? YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. I go, I go to YouTube. I can't even tell you how many different, uh, you know, forms of fishing and techniques that I had heard about, but like, mm-hmm. I see them on there. I see them work and, uh, I just enjoy, I, I just, you know, I really enjoy just seeing other people fish, especially when we're stuck in the fucking house. Cause it's yep. shitty out and there's no ice, but you still can't or there's skim ice, which is even worse. You can't do shit with up here, up North here. But, um, yeah, so I'm gonna give you my top three, my top three U channel YouTube channels uh, that I like to mm-hmm. essentially watch to get either, you know, to either get new techniques. I'm like blubbering all over myself tonight. To either get new techniques or to, uh, or to just watch people catch fish. And fuck yeah. So I'm gonna start my number three. My number three. It's gonna be Milliken. I love. I love Milliken's. I you know he's he's definitely. Uh, I, I've we talked about him a ton. So we, you know, a couple of weeks ago, so I won't go too much into it. Cause you guys all know that I'm a MFR and I love the guy and yep. I'm obsessed. So I love watching his stuff. Uh, number two is going to be probably tactical bass. And yep. just because of all the techniques they show you, um, I just love watching their techniques. I, I, I've picked up so many that's dude. That's where I, I uh, learned the hover rig, you know, oh, which from I've done yeah. really well with. Yeah. I've done really well with the hover rig. Actually, Zach and I were just talking recently about the hover rig. It, it's it's awesome. I, I love it. This um, month, I think there's some hover rig stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. You can oh, look forward yeah. to that. Yep. Yep. And so I can't wait to actually talk about that because I kind of, like like I told you, like I, I fell in love with the the hover rig this year. Um it's not for everybody though. We won't get into it. It's not for yeah. every, it's very tedious. It's very tedious. Um it's it's for those when you're just not getting those bites. But uh, you know who my number one YouTuber I love watching is? Absolutely love it. Bobby and I know we've talked about mm-hmm. him. Is ND Yak Angler. My God. Yes. Only just because of the fucking sheer excitement of his videos. Yeah. It is absolutely insane watching him. And, and, and the best part about it is I absolutely love how he grabs all those fucking lures that we look at on the, uh, on the shelves. Like, Oh, you know, we keep walking. Oh he yeah. He really does. Them, and he's getting trophy fucking musky pike, you know, smallies off him, And it's just like, as an excitement factor that that's mm-hmm. definitely my, my top one to watch. But, uh, you know, for techniques, uh, obviously I go to tactical bass and they, those guys have killed it in the last five years. Yep. And I just love watching. I, I love following Ben and watching him succeed in the, you know, in the, uh, big boat tournament world. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for me as a big boat guy, that's super exciting to see him, um, doing that. So, yeah, that's that's my tip of the week. Uh, get out there, go on YouTube. Yeah. Use use you know use the uh, technology. There's so many. I mean, that's just three out of thousands of different oh channels God, that are yes. out there. Um, that's just a start. And uh, yeah, they're out there. So go do it. Get on YouTube when you're when you're friggin' you can't get out there. Learn some new techniques. Take notes on them and get ready to use them in the spring. You know, man, I had um, I had a conversation 
like the last couple of weeks, this name had come up and it kind of lines up with what you're talking about for YouTube and everything is like one of the YouTube channels or creators that I've, I've been watching for a long, long time, you know, and I've, I, I, for me, this, the YouTube angling, like the YouTube and fishing are synonymous. Like I learned a lot of what I know by watching and even just developed the interest in watching a couple of these specific creators. And, and one of them that I have watched their stuff uh, for years now is John B. And like on a creative level, I think, I think this guy has kind of brought the, the, the visual art element of creating a video to a, a level nobody else has really ever touched. Like it's, it's absolutely amazing. Um, he's a really fantastic storyteller, like, and a lot of this, it comes through on his videos quite a bit, but there's something specific that he's done recently that I'm a huge fan of, or I shouldn't say he's done recently. He's been doing this for a long time, three times to be exact. And it's this little series that he does called the never stop tour. Now, the, the first one was in like 2018 or something like that. And it was him and Alex Perry. I remember. Yeah, yeah. I remember. And I'm like, you know, it's just the inspiration. Like that really hit me at a time where I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to travel. I want to go and fish all of these different places and just have this experience. And then, you know, and then when I fished a bunch of them and I'm like, holy crap, where else am I going to go? I'm going to go back to these places and see what's changed and what's different and everything else. Like to me, that's the adventure. And it really kind of got me all fired up. Then they did the Never Stop Tour Two, which was a little bit of a different animal because they went west, they went to California, went down into Mexico, and it was it was just a whole other sort of situation. It was highly entertaining because both of those guys together um, work really well together. And this isn't even necessarily like a Guggen thing, but like then the in the third one, I was like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to dig this. Who knows? We'll see. Nope, man, inspired inspired me immediately. I was like, yeah, this is this is the jam right here. To, you know, and that for me, like that's a channel that really just inspires me because then then I get the bug. I'm like, well, let's start thinking about where do I want to go? Where's the next place? You know? And oh, it's, yeah, of course. Yeah. It's it's kind of funny because like he does some international stuff, too. Like he's been to Australia. He's been to Sudan right. and he's been to right. these other parts of the world. And I'm just like, slow your roll, buddy. That's not what you're going to be doing. <laughs> like, yeah, let's yeah, keep it yeah. domestic yeah. for a little while and do this more often, you know, and kind of right. start there. But like that is one of the creators that I'm absolutely I'm just like, yeah, this is awesome. And one other one that I think like that always has me kind of, I, I don't want to say like, just like guessing or learning. There's two actually that I think when it comes to technique and gear specifically, I like to lean on one of them is Bass Geek and the other one's Debo. Okay. Yeah. Bass Geek yeah. and Debo, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like if I need somebody's genuine opinion about a piece of gear, I think Debo yep. the guy, you know? And then like, yep. you know, of course there's everybody that we're, you know, we're friends with, obviously I watch all their channels too. Sure. Sure. Oh yeah. Becca of course. and Todd and, you know, yeah. Alex Rudd and like all this stuff. I watch, watch all their stuff as well. And then everybody, and that's the beauty about the content is that when you lean into it and you're organically like your own self and you, you just do it right. your way, that's when it's the best. When people are yeah. trying to like, I'm going to hop on whatever trend or something. It's like that kind of, I don't really have any kind of time for that. But when, when you're really getting like someone's personality, you know, yeah. and, and their experience and their ability to tell stories, like I think Becca tells a great story. 
you know, yeah, yeah. my wife yep. likes watching Becca's videos. She's like, this is yep. fun, you know? Yeah. Although she, I think she kind of gets a kick out of, out of the never stop stuff too. Cause she saw a few of those episodes with me and was like, so wait yeah, a minute, how yeah, come yeah. he's not involved with such and such? Oh, blah, blah, blah. He looks like he's a dick. Is he a dick in real life? And I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. you know, I mean, it's kind of funny. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, so like the, like, uh, so Ben, He's a creator. That's what yeah. he does. Oh, he yeah. goes in there. Same thing with um super engaging the, too. Yep, yep. Same thing with the boys from uh, Tactical Bassin. But uh, uh, I can't. I, I can't think of his first name from ND Yak Angler right now uh, for the life of me. But uh, that's like he just go. He's not like uh, it. Just to me, he's doesn't totally appear. Different. He's out there like trying to be a creator or anything like that. Hey, did good luck trying to find him on any type of social media. He, you know, he doesn't really have. You know, big social media pages or anything. He just yep. goes out and literally just films his fishing trip. Yeah, and that's it. And, and he fucking kills it every time. He's like Bob Ross. He's just yeah. like the voice. Yeah, the he's voice. got that Bob Ross voice. Yeah. Like, oh, here we are. Yep. We're gonna throw this duck over here and see what happens. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, there we go. There's a uh, 49 inch muskie. <laughs> oh, look at that neck ringed tit over there on the bank. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Uncle yeah. Frank, how you doing? Yeah, <laughs> he do, and he does like man, like I mean, I know Sean's done it. He's caught some big fucking fish in the in the kayak. Oh yeah, both of you. But it's like, and he's doing it. He he doesn't have a pedal drive. You know, he's fucking using paddles and getting these fucking. Oh, he's got multiple <laughs> kayaks. He's got. Oh, a, does he? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. He's got a nice Hobie. I think it's a Hobie oh, okay. Mirage. He's got yeah, and I think okay. that other one is a Wilderness Systems that he's in. But yeah, I mean, he's uh, like. He's all over the place, dude. Yeah, like, yeah, but just like just getting those. I mean, yeah. just when he hooks on to those those trophy pike or muskie, just watching them pull them around. It's just like, oh, it's and insane. then him attempting to get them, you know, into the net by the boat. I'm like, geez, it <laughs> so really like, is. It, and it's I love it because you watch his stuff and it's just you learn a lot, but you're also it's just it's almost like ASMR. Like you're just like you're just experiencing his. Yeah, you know just, his perspective because I think he uses like a hat cam. He doesn't do like a lot of the third. Yeah, person no, stuff. no. It's so like it, it's like very pers. It's very personal. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's, it's it's just like you said. There's not all these crazy angles. It's literally just that he might put one every once in a while, like facing towards them. But yep. it's just like it's rare. Yeah, it, it's it's. It's awesome. I, I also like love like he'll throw those big ass baits. Like I've seen him throw like a Spro Rat Fifty. I've seen him throw the Duck Topwater stuff. He'll throw yeah. like a lot of these big baits. But this guy will be like, yeah, we're out throwing this little Ned Craw, and like he's just killing it. So yeah, yeah. Like I yep. love it. There's there's certain anglers too. Like I while we're on this, let's throw this here because it ties in with the multi species tournament. So like multi species anglers, Joe that are on YouTube, who are you watching or who's catching your eye? Oh, man. So that's tough because mm -hmm. obviously I watch like Becca and stuff. Um, I don't get into a ton of like, uh, so one, one I would been into is, uh, I can't even, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I can't even think of the name of it right now, but the guys who, um, have the like fucking catfish rigs on the pontoon boats and stuff. I've been getting into I've been getting into them a lot. Is, it, um, is that four hundred two outdoors? That sounds right. Yeah. And then there's another one where it's a I don't know if the, it's the it's the guy I think he's like a lawyer, 
and uh he's got like glasses brings his two sons all the time and then he'll have videos of like uh ice camping or snow camping with them like on different videos yeah i think i know who you're talking about like outdoor boys or something like that yeah something like that so yeah, i like watching fishing he hasn't maybe yeah he, it seems like he's kind of gotten almost like sliding away from the fish and stuff and doing mm -hmm. a lot of like um bushcraft um, and stuff yeah bushcraft type stuff but uh you know i'll watch a lot of like I'm so bad at remembering names, but there is a group of two kids that go around in Southern Florida, just grabbing all kinds oh. of different species. Uh, like, you know, uh, <laughs> most of them are the, you know, uh, invasive species oh, that yeah. are down there. Tons of them. Um, yeah. But just like, uh, you know, it, it's, it's kind of like a, um, an urban fishing channel. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh God, I wish I, I wish I knew it off the top of my head. I'm gonna have to look it up. But uh no, I really enjoy that because it's like it's like the mystery. It's like it's it's wild to me that I, I you know I grew up down in Florida for quite oh, yeah. a while. Um so, you know, central for you know, the central Gulf Coast, but uh just seeing like just down at you know, towards southern Florida, Miami area, just the 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 species of fish that they're pulling, like you never oh, yeah. know what you're gonna catch. You never know what you're gonna catch down there. It really you is can't, a, a whole other fucking planet yeah really. like in all these canals and spillways and stuff mm -hmm. like that like it's literally like you can say you're going for a certain species but who knows you, yeah you you never know so that's i i, I enjoy that a lot my I, kids like watching those guys too. i'm surprised you didn't mention this guy because you watch uh you've been a, an mm for, for so long but one of my favorite yeah. multi-species anglers the youtube anglers is uh is pig patrol tv josh oh yes Dude, yeah i yeah. want him involved with the multi-species scavenger hunt so yeah. badly like yeah. I, I just think he would have a blast with it and also there's yep. a, another another multi-species guy nick 618 uh 618 fishing i believe um okay great channel like really 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 quality stuff um just unbelievable and uh yeah. and the other one that's uh, a multi-species that uh there's a guy i think he's in colorado and i think his channel is called bass and trout and he does a lot of like going out and like truck camping and then fishing like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah a little yeah, bit yeah, of fly yeah. fishing some conventional stuff you know and all kinds of shit so i'm trying this time around to reach out to more folks that create multi-species yeah. content yep. to get involved yep. with what we're doing because i think it would i just think it would be a great fit overall yeah i i love i love that spillway stuff we don't like really have them around not here, like that but yeah no like josh is josh from pig patrol he's you know he's done quite a bit of them where that's yep. kind of another thing where you never know what the fuck you're gonna catch oh hell no yeah yeah, yeah. and uh yeah. So yeah, yeah. So multi speed. Yeah, he. I, I don't know why I didn't think of him. Uh, think of Josh from Pig Patrol. But yeah, he's porn stash. He's up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep, yep. He's yep, got a line sure. of rod now with uh, with Six Sense. Yep. Yeah, he's been sticks. using them for for a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I haven't uh, I haven't. That's probably one Six Sense rod that I don't have. Is it's his shit, but uh. There, I've looked at the sizes. They're very like dialed. He's picked these for very specific things. So, gotcha. I may gotcha. end up picking one up. I actually may end up picking one of the the spinning rods. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm actually flipping through YouTube stuff right now, and I see Becca just dropped an hour ago a new video. Uh, that's her her new uh, her new truck rig. The the kitchen build out. She texted me okay. the other night and was like, "Oh, I'm working on my kitchen." And I'm like, "I got a housewarming gift for you." I'm I already I already told her what it is, so I can sp sp yeah, yeah. spill the beans on the show. I'm, I'm buying her 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 first cast iron skillet. 
Oh, awesome. You yep. just, you gotta have one, you know? Yeah, I, of course. So yeah, of course. definitely gotta have one. Um, yep. That's awesome, man. I think that's fantastic. I think for the listeners, though, I need all of our listeners that are tuned into this show right now to strap in a little bit here. <laughs> Buckle up, because it's about to get very interesting. So, you know, Sean, I think you're the guy, the right guy to set the stage for this. And I'll follow up with the news story that goes with it. Yeah, we uh, I was poking around Instagram one day and saw. Uh, I'll, I'll, Bobby, I'm going to drop the bomb on what it was. Go for we it. saw yeah. yet yet another. We've we've all seen this. I hate to say it's it's a trend at this point of idiot people jumping into the fish tanks at Bass Pro Shops. Yep. Straight derping it. Yep. And you know what? You and I have probably seen what 20 of these over the past since since the show's been running. So three years we've we've been seeing the probably about 20 of them. I've seen a ton of them. Yeah. I've seen them from all over the place. Texas, yep. Kansas City, you name it. Mm-hmm. They're all over the fucking place. People are jumping in these tanks. I think it was South Florida was the one with the like four or five kids that jumped in back to back last year. That yeah, one was all, wild. That's because it's stupid. It's Florida. It's hot as balls and you one needs to cool down any chance that they can. It's not like they yeah. live on a peninsula and can jump in the ocean at any time. It's also Florida. Let's do that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Anyways, what what caught my eye about this particular one that it was at the tank in the Foxborough Bass Pro Shops, which yes, I was. think if I think I had just recently been there as well. It wasn't within a day or two, but uh, it was it was some it was very close after I had run there. Um, so I saw that immediately sent it to you. And uh, you did your research and had seen more of them and said, what the fuck is going on? So we then learned in pre-production when you pulled up the article, what happened to said offender? And uh, I will leave that in your lap right now. So the article, this comes from uh, LiveBoston.org, and they reported the story. uh, Foxborough, Massachusetts, at approximately 3.30 p.m. on Sunday, December the 3rd, Foxborough police responded to one Bass Pro drive for a report of a person in the water of the indoor fish tank. Upon arrival, police located the juvenile who was out of the fish tank and still inside the store. According to sources, the juvenile had come to Bass Pro with several other juveniles who fled the store prior to police arrival. At this time, Bass Pro Shops does not appear to be seeking uh, to press criminal charges against the individual. No further information was made available at the time. It should be noted, though, that although charges were not filed in relation to this incident, swimming in the fish tank of Bass Pro is very dangerous, illegal, and can be extremely harmful to wildlife that are in the tank. Um, There's no comments on here. (laughs) <laughs> which is, I, I have a feeling they probably had to delete a bunch, but what a moron. Like, I understand kids doing stupid shit. I was a kid once. I did stupid shit. But right. like. Yeah, it's. Yeah. It's just. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even know what to say to this one because it's like, because you, like you said, like I was, I was, there's, there's some fucking things that I did when I was that age, a little bit older. Oh, yeah. I, I still would not be comfortable sharing them now. 
You sure. know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. You know, because like, wow, how did I stay out of fucking jail? Cheryl Bentley but, says, she's like, oh, that was a crazy video. I'm thinking maybe it was staged, but sadly sounds like it was not. You know, it's funny, Cheryl, that you mentioned that. One of these, and I want to say it was like in the Midwest, maybe in like the Chicago area or something. It had happened and they were doing this for a TikTok video. Yeah. So yep. I'm wondering if there's like a little bit of a trend there and that's what the, I guess, inspiration comes from. I guarantee you that's what it was. I guarantee you one of those dudes was filming it because they wanted one of their TikToks or something to go mm. viral because that's what fucking kids care about nowadays. Um, I mean, not to say I'm not on fucking TikTok. Don't have oh, TikTok or something. <laughs> I'm just working on my dances. Think about it. If we had TikTok back in the 90s, Joe, you said you all, how you don't know how you stayed out of jail. We would have oh, been in jail. Oh, yeah. yeah we would have been, been in jail. Just 100%, like these kids. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And uh, so I'm, I'm going to kind of. I guess the, uh, I guess to like uh, play the devil's advocate in knowing kind of how laws and stuff work, I guess I'm not sure. I would have to see where they can actually make it illegal, like what the actual yeah. like case law would have to be where they can, where that can actually be like a, a chargeable offense. But we're not, we won't go down that road, yeah, but that's, that's just kind of where my head's, hole. that's where my head's well, going right now. If it's, if it's posted on Bass Pro Shop's property that, that, civilian or fucking by uh passerby are not allowed in the fish tank yeah it's it's just like it is private property. A, form, a form yeah a form of trespassing if you're not allowed yeah, to go into yeah a that's that's yeah i guess that's the really the only way they would get around it. i mean i the kid probably got tread they said no criminal charges yeah um honestly because they probably wouldn't have fucked it it, it wouldn't have been worth Bass Pro's money or time, That's especially what I'm in the state. But yeah. uh, but uh, no, they probably just trespassed them, and that was fucking it. Yeah, man, that's fucking ridiculous. It is. It's nuts. I, I saw this video. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" Then I looked into it. I was like, "No, no, no, that's right. I remember hearing about this before." And they're definitely being a trend. And ironically, I went to go look and see about that location, and then like in the process of finding out stuff about that specific Bass Pro location, somebody had like they had posted a picture of one of the fish like in the tank just looking beat the fuck up like this thing was in rough shape and they're like what's up past pro shops what are you doing in here what's going on with this and i'm wondering yeah. like timeline wise it could have been years ago i don't know i didn't go that deep down the rabbit hole but that is just crazy so, man so i do have an answer to that because back when i had the shop i wanted to build some kind of fish tank and have local fish in there, mm -hmm. you know, like, and, and basically, you know, and I talked, I had some game, uh, you know, game wardens and stuff that would pop in. I talked to them about it. They're like, it's like a huge no, no. And the way yeah. these guys get around it is they have like specialized license for, uh, rehabilitation. So that, oh, yeah, I got yeah. You. So that thing probably came from someone's fucking fish tank or some other fucking fucked up place, and they're trying to rehab it. Trying to rehab it. That makes yep. sense. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Man, that's crazy. Because I, I thought about the same thing. I'm like, dude, I would love to have a fish tank. Like, yeah, I'm like, that'd be it's awesome. Like, it's like, yeah. It, so it like. For everyone, ah, I don't care. So, so if everyone knows, it is actually in this state, and not that I, I promote this, and I don't mm -hmm. think anyone should do this, but it is extremely illegal to take a fish from your local ponds and like bring it to your house in a fish tank. However, comma, you can like have one shipped to your house from like a fucking fish farm, and that's fine. yeah, exactly, yeah. Or if it's in your limit and you're gonna eat it, you can do that. <laughs> 
Yeah, you just you can bring you know? it home. Yeah. You just can't put it in the tank to get it right while you're you can, fucking. You can bring it home. The pan. <laughs> you can bring it home dead. Yeah, you can't bring right. it home alive. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's hundred yeah. percent. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy, man. That's nuts. Um. So now we're gonna shift gears, guys, to uh, gear of the week. Um. I'm interested to see what this is all about. Here we go. Okay, gearheads, it's time to talk tools. Jigs and Bigs Gear of the Week. All right, so there? Gear of the Week this week. Uh, I'm getting back into like the actual, uh, you know, actually some fishing gear. Um, and today I'm going to talk about the 13 Fishing Code White spinning reels. So these, I, the first thing I will say is these reels, mm-hmm. I believe, are discontinued, but that's okay. We're going to talk about that. So what I did was I actually got my hands on. I probably have... Jesus. Probably have like 10 of them sitting behind me that aren't spun up or anything. Nice. Um, I grabbed a bunch of the 2000 series, and I'll tell you how here in a few minutes. In a few minutes. But uh, I don't use a ton of spinning gear. I mean, yep. I think we've talked about it. I, I, only ha- I usually only have like two or three. Out of my 25 fucking rods that I keep in my boat, yeah, I like- probably only have like... maybe. I mean, Bob, you've seen. I maybe have four spinning, spinning yeah. setups in there. Oh, absolutely. Um. I had some expensive reels. I, you know, I had some Vanford, some uh, Stratix, and stuff like that, and they're mm-hmm. great. They're good, yeah. but I've actually had been having them breaking lately. I've been having, yeah. you know, a couple. Uh, one of them my fault. One of them not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. But so it's just kind of it, it was kind of like that. Oh, I I kind of need I need some different spinning reels so I can uh, have them spun up with different shit and I can just fucking throw them onto my rod. Like take mm-hmm. one off and throw another one on. Um, so I got my hands on these because I, I've, I've had good luck with 13 fishing in the past. I know you, you use them, Bobby, Mm -hmm. um, and you like them. And I, uh, I was just doing some research and I found these 13 fishing code whites. These things are friggin' for the, for the money, for the price that you can find them. They're friggin' Mm -hmm. a phenomenal reel. I beat the shit out of a couple of these down South. Yeah. And, uh, I had no issues. I, I They're just a great reel. Mm -hmm. Um, they're, 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 you know, they're a five to one reel. Um, so yep. you know, they're kind of like that standard speed. I me personally, I always go two thousand to twenty five hundred. That's just the size yeah. I like. I don't go lower, I don't go high. The only time I go lower is if I have like a, a, a trout setup. Um yep. I'm going and hitting the rivers. Um, so this is these these reels, these 13 fishing, the cheaper spinning reels. If you're looking for something that's a you know more budget friendly. What's the price point on that? So that's what we're going to talk about. Oh, okay. So because <laughs> because they're discontinued, um, I'm going to go straight up. I got I got I think eight of these for about forty five bucks. Oh, that's very budget. So right and here's how and here's how eBay. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know <laughs> that I. <laughs> so uh, I know that I know there's some uh, stuff. Sorry. And, and and that's okay. So hold on. Hold on. Everyone time the fuck out. Everyone time out. I support all my guys. I support yeah. my dark horse guys. I support that. But unfortunately, especially for people, you know, for people like Bobby, people like Sean, shit gets discontinued that we fucking love. We, love it. we gotta find a way to find it. Yep. And I have done that. I have found somebody on eBay, and I'm actually gonna throw their name out there. Um where they some that I don't know if they just fucking bought a warehouse at one point that had all kinds of shit that is, mm-hmm. you know, discontinued. 
But there's a there's a there's a spot there's a place on eBay. It's called Simmons Sporting Goods of Alabama, and they throw out oh, like right. lots of all this shit on eBay. Um, a lot of it is like discontinued shit. Um, most of it, I would say, is pretty discontinued or like a little bit older. Um, mm-hmm. Probably shit that they're probably buying shit that people just couldn't get rid of or whatever. And there is a lot of shit that I won't touch, but I've gotten some fucking good deals on stuff that I can't find anywhere else. Oh, yeah. So Simmons Sporting Goods of Alabama, look them up on eBay. There's a technique to it. There's a technique to get really getting your money's worth on that, on this place. That I'm not going to share here. Yeah, okay. Because it it is a science. And if you, I will, if anyone reaches out to me on American Vet Fishing on Instagram, I will, and ask me about, you know, how to really get your money's worth on eBay, I will let you know. Um, I feel like I like... I feel like I kind of broke the system in the way I figured it out. Yeah, a little bit. So, um, let, reach out to me on my Instagram, American Vet Fishing, and I will let you know how you. Because and here's how it is: is these guys start the, they start their uh, bids at ninety nine cents for everything. Everything is it starts at ninety nine cents. Oh, okay. okay. But here's what they get you: all the shipping is ten dollars. Ah. right. So there's there's something but, to be considered. Yeah. Yep, yep. But like I said, there's loopholes and there's kind of like some shit that I figured out to where I can uh, get around that. And really? if you okay. want to know how that is, you got to reach out to me because I'm not throwing it on here for respect to this company because they've been awesome with me. Yeah. They've really helped me out with some shit where they like, I ordered something and they actually had the wrong, they fucked up the colors and they like, I was like, uh, and so they reached out to me personally, like via phone. They're actually super nice people. Yep. So not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, try to cripple them right here. And the, you were like, it's a good thing podcast. you called because I am Joe Brown from the Jigs and Bigs podcast. <laughs> yeah, I could so, fucking crush this business. Yeah, yeah. So, but they have, so they, they have some awesome stuff that you just can't find. Uh, yeah. For just shit you don't, colors of plastics that, you know, I really enjoy um, that I couldn't find anymore. Yep. You know, a lot of that. Um, some jerk baits, like Rapala type shit that you mm-hmm. just can't find anymore. And, uh, and a lot of that, trying- a lot of that does have to do, like you said, like being discontinued. It's like it's yep. taking up room on shelves yep. that, you know, they might want to yep. put more bigger sellers on, you know, and they can move things yep. along. So um, a bunch of gear. I, I'm going through a bunch of gear, but there's a shit ton of reels that, yeah. you know, you know, I mean, when I own the shop, you know, Sean went through, you know, something where he's like, fuck, dude, I can't find this reel anymore. Like I couldn't find it like, you yep. know, that certain speed or whatever. And the cool part about it is they don't sell them as one. They sell them as two minimum, sometimes up to like five, like the full lot. And that's so not a bad not, thing because then you can get a little backstock of your own where you're like, hey, exactly. there's a problem. Exactly. Even if you just exactly. get two and you consider one to be parts. Yep. You know, yep. it's like. Yep. 100%. Mm. Um, tons of reels, tons of, uh, you know, like I said, the plastics you can't find anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to see the older Corrados on here. Um, oh, yeah. Yep. So just shit like that. So like I said, go, you know, th- this is a small, it is like a small mom and pop thing that they, I'm pretty sure they only do it on eBay. Um, but Simmons Sporting Goods of Alabama, if you want to know, if you want to know the, uh, the trick, reach out to me and I will let you know. Fair enough, dude. But 13 fishing code white. This is what I've been, sl- this is what I've been throwing on all my rods lately. Yeah. 
It is great. I mean, it's it's not a premium reel, but it gets. I mean, I know Sean's kind of the same way with his spinning reels. You know, I can if I fucking break this one or whatever, I'll just pop another one on and yeah. good to go. Yeah. What's the price point on that, Joe? So, <sighs> yeah, retail. What's you that could look still like? retail. Retail. You can find them right now. Um, for the people that still have them, for anywhere between like twenty to thirty dollars. Gotcha. That's for, that's right in the wheelhouse right there. Yep, yeah. yeah, for a single reel. Dude, that's yep. awesome. I mean, I, I'm in, I, in the interview I had with Carter, he he's another one that like his favorite spinning reel is the Lose American Hero. And yeah. that's a six-speed yep. reel. And I, I told him, I was like, dude, that in the interview, I say it. That's the best $30 you can spend. You know? 100%. It's 100%. A great and even, even I think they're next-gen American Hero, the, they, at least with the spinning, or I'm sorry, with the casting reel, the yep. price went whoop. <laughs> right up, right up. Oh, I believe and, it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I I remember I sold those. Those are great reels. They are really solid reels. I've got one and I'm considering replacing this. I've got a loose smash that uh, I actually want to replace for a larger size because the one I have on there is a little bit small. Yeah. <laughs> and um, even those smash reels were awesome. They're not bad. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, I've it, even like at the fish. price point, you get them for two fucking seasons. You made your, you, you, you know, that's made money perfect. on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're yep. like, it's, it's, it's all good at that point. No, I think that's awesome, dude. And I'll tell you the thing I like about that 13, uh, that 13 fishing reel is that everything on it is black. It'll match whatever you've got. And there 100%. are folks that are super, that's super important. Like I, I have one of those ugly ass smash reels with a. It's like bright red and like on like one of those nice like ugly as shit. But it's camo. a great reel. <laughs> yeah, I have I have it on a really good looking rod. One of those those yeah. Cobb series arc rods that I think they look sexy yeah. as fuck. And I'm like, ah, oh, this reel just clashes, but it does the job so yep. well. And I don't complain. The one thing I will say about thirteen that kind of irks me a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's once they have something that I like, it seems like they fucking discontinue it and bring out right away. Else. And yeah. It's usually more expensive. Yep. They're like, oh, it, yeah. You know, that's the one thing they do um, that I haven't been a huge fan of. Mm -hmm. They really like pump through. Uh, it's probably the same fucking reel. They just put different, you, you know, they put different rebrand, maybe it. the upgrade. Yeah. They rebrand it, maybe upgrade one little piece on it and then fucking yep. jack the price up a little bit. But uh, <sighs> yeah, the code white, I mean, it's all black, so it makes no sense. But it doesn't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's freaking awesome, man. All right, guys, uh, we're going to go ahead and take a short break. When we get back, I've got uh, Real SD Outdoors. Carter Hewitt, he is joining me in the beef seat. We're going to talk about bass fishing. We're going to talk about pike fishing. We're going to talk about a lot of topwater fishing, all kinds of great stuff. And uh, we're going to talk South Dakota as well. Uh, don't go too far. Much more Jigs and Bigs coming up. We'll see you on the backside of that interview to close this puppy out. Jigs and Bigs is your favorite fishing podcast, right? Why not show the world how much you love the show while directly supporting us? We have men's and ladies shirts, hoodies, and a variety of hats. We even have a waterproof outdoor Bluetooth speaker so you can listen to your favorite podcast while out on the water if you like. Check out jigsandbigs.com slash shop to visit the store and gear yourself up. If you really can't get enough of this show, consider becoming a jig head and joining our Patreon. It's a subscription that gives you exclusive access to recording sessions that allow you to engage with 
us as we record the show. We also have some exclusive content there just for our jig heads and even have some special promo codes. Space is limited, so join now at jigsandbigs.com. Finally, if you're local to our area in Western Massachusetts, consider checking out the Western Mass Fishing Report posted weekly at northeastwildwoman.com. We have amazing contributors providing great content and info for local conditions and what's been going on and working recently. Jigs and Bigs, so much more than just two lightly roasted hippies trapped in the 90s arguing on the internet about fishing. Bobby Roast Beef back here. We got a great, great, great interview segment this week. I got Carter Hewitt with us. Carter is located in uh, South Dakota. And uh, I'll tell you, that is a part of the country that uh, I have never visited, but is on my bucket list to visit. Uh, He's been an avid angler since 2018, and he apparently loves to fish for pike. And this was the year that uh, I kind of got the bug, bitten by the bug for pike. Carter, how are you doing, dude? How's everything going? Good, man. How are you? It's all going good this way. Good, good, good. Everything's cool over here. It's a little chilly. We got a little bit of a late start. I'm in the disco dungeon, and I had, I was like, I think I I, I overestimated uh, how cold it was going to be in here. So I was like, I'm going to go go get a hoodie, man. It's it's a little little chilly. Um, What's your guys' weather looking like? You know, that was actually the question I was just going to ask you. Our weather is hot garbage, dude. This is what I like to call the the open water angler's lament. Because what we're experiencing right now are temperatures that are just cold enough to put skim ice on the majority of the lakes and ponds that are around us. So you're scrambling for space at any decent spots along any rivers that we have. But none of that ice uh, ice is anywhere near safe to be able to ice fish on. So... It sucks. Yeah. It sucks. How about how about out your way? Oh, our way, it's about the same. You know, it's just mm-hmm. cold enough to shut the bite off and Ugh. put a little bit of ice on top of the lake. Yep. And that's about it. It's kept me inside for the past month. Oh, yeah. This is, you know, I had this summer, I'd been going out like four days a week. Most, most weeks, most every week, like on an average, probably four days a week. And it was just, it was yeah. fantastic. The, the the multi-species scavenger hunt was a nice little kick in the ass to make sure I kept getting out on the water as much as possible. To this week, yeah. I, I was, I, I should have gone out yesterday. I, I knew I was making a mistake by not going out yesterday. And I opted not to simply mm-hmm. because it was just too cold. And now here I am this morning. Once we're done, uh, I'm going to make a run to a spot along this small river that I've, I've never fished this one area and it's been on my radar for a while and it's so close by that it's perfect i have a short amount of time i'm recording with binia outdoors today on his podcast the spawn uh later tonight at seven o'clock so i've got oh, that'd be cool too. yeah it should be pretty fun we're, we're gonna have a good time i'm gonna tear into some jigglers i think live on the live stream so it should be hey man that'd be fun it should be pretty interesting i think it's gonna be a, a good time let's talk let's let's kind of get the breakdown here man uh i'm a sucker for an origin story i know there are some folks out there that are in the same boat they love to know like the origins of where how folks came up into whatever the topic of conversation is in terms of fishing and in the outdoors in general kind of walk me through like who introduced it to you what was it that you kind of fell in love with how do we get to the point where we are today so you know i've kind of always liked the outdoors yep but i was never really big into fishing until about 2018 gotcha when my father passed away that's awful I wanted to kind of find something to take 
you know, take my mind off of that. Definitely. So I turned to fishing and I started with trout fishing and kind of multi-species. Yep. And once I started bass fishing, man, I was hooked. Oh yeah. And fast forward four years now and here I am still catching bass. I love it. It's so fun. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. I actually, I actually just got into kayak fishing last season and oh, that's nice. a whole nother thing too. I love it. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. It's a total game changer. And I mean, you know, when, when you, when you're able to get off of the bank, it's, it's, it, it's like introducing like crack to a pothead. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's it just is, like dude, it's a whole nother game. It's, it's, it's entirely different. I mean, I, I can't it even is. explain it. You get, you get uh, you so much more literally real estate to be able to cover and experiment with, if nothing else, a lot of it's going to be unproductive, yeah. but you know, you're, you you have the ability to 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 get around so much further, you know, whether it's in a, a, a huge boat or a, 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 even a wreck kayak, you know, it's all good. Um, what, what's your rig like? Yeah. What are you what are you rolling with? What, what have you been uh, setting so, seaworthy with? Right now, I'm running with just a. It's almost like a recreational kayak, uh, one of the ones mm-hmm. that you sit down in. Yep. Which is kind of unfortunate because I've I feel like I lose more fish sitting down inside of the kayak. Oh, all right. Um, but on the other hand, it's a good learning experience. Yeah, because I wasn't I wasn't used to fighting fish in a kayak at first. Oh yeah. So I, you know, like using stuff like drop shots and stuff like that. Definitely. Uh, I learned how to fight them in the sit down kayak. And you know, in, but I do want to. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, when you're when you're in a kayak, especially like a red kayak that's so light. I mean, your, your kayak probably is in the ballpark of like 40, 50 pounds, maybe, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that fish is able to move you around so much, you know, and it's like, oh yeah, it's 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 kind of a wild ride. Yeah, I was catching big pike this summer on the kayak <laughs> on uh, buzzbaits and walker ploppers. Nice. And, man, they would pull me. They would pull me quite the distance before I would get them in. That's that's awesome. I'll tell you, dude. Like that was actually going to be one of my next questions. Was when when I feel like pike anglers fall into one of two camps. There's those pike anglers that are like that's what they do. They have like you know s- s- target uh, or or species specific rods. You know they use musky gear and stuff like that. They'll use steel leaders to ensure that they're not getting broken off. They'll they'll take these precautions. Yep. And, you know they, they kind of lean into specifically that species. And then you've got other anglers that are just like. Yeah, I love catching pike, but they're throwing a, they're throwing all bass gear for them, and you know I feel yeah. like that's a little bit more risky. Like you do definitely run the risk. As Sean the fisherman likes to say, going bareback, going bareback is always a yeah. little bit risky, always a little <laughs> bit risky. But uh, you know, I feel like there's some reward there, and also like. I don't know. It's just I, I've had I've had this year. I finally had a big pike on a really really uh, small presentation, and it, it's it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. What's your PB pike? Uh, I want to say thirty seven inches. It's a good. It was a little under eight, a little under eight pounds. That's a good size fish, dude. That's a that's a big fish. Yeah, dude. And and catching them on top water is so fun. Oh yeah. Like they, especially up here, you can catch them on bladed jigs and topwater baits. They really love those. Oh hell yeah! Crankbaits yeah. too, surprisingly. 
You know, it's funny. I I really kind of like I a lot of the the pike fishing content that I like to watch are some of the pike videos that ND Yak Angler does. He's in your area, a little further yeah, north yep. from you. But uh, same thing, yeah, you know. I'm I, yep. I see him. I see him throwing. Um, like I, what was it? There was a, a really good pike video he did where he threw a topwater duck, and um, you know, a lot yeah. of the topwater they they seem to really really like that. Obviously, anything with blades, they're gonna chase the flashy stuff. Mm -hmm. Like that that stuff is crazy. Yep. But I can definitely see like a crankbait. I I my biggest pike that I've ever had. I didn't get to land them, which sucked. Um, but it was on a finesse jig. <laughs> Yeah, you know, is that the one from this summer, right? It was, yeah, it was the one from this summer, and I'm like, it was. Yeah. I mean, th just having that story, I think, is enough value. But now I'm out for blood. Like I'm looking to catch a fish of that yeah. caliber again, get it in the net, get it on the board, and uh, and and that's my my goal right there. I think I think actually, tell you the truth, 2024 is going to be a big year for Big Pike, as far as focusing yeah. on them. Yeah, I just you know, multi species tournament or not, be damned. Like I've just got the itch and now, you know, once you feel uh, a fish with that level of power in a, in a, in a, in a body of water that you enjoy fishing in regularly, it's, it's addictive. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, it really is. I love throwing finesse stuff for big pike. Yep. Let's That's fun. Let's talk. Uh, actually, yeah. you know, this summer, my girlfriend, she caught a really big Northern on a drop shot. Uh, oh, really? Town cigar line. Yeah. Uh, really? Now, how did that turn out? She actually landed him, and she <laughs> she didn't awesome. use the net. I ran to go grab the net. We were bank fishing. Yep. And uh, I got back to the dock, and she flipped him up onto the bank. I was really surprised. Oh, my God. On such light gear. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, hey, good for her. Yeah, That's you know, awesome. Like the, like the VMC uh, spin shot hooks? Yep. The ones that got, like, the eyes on each end? It was yep. one of those, and... It, it bent that hook all the way out. Oh, I'm sure it did. But actually, that may have been a good thing as far as not getting that line twisted all the way around. Like having that be able to spin may have actually been a little bit of a benefit. Who knows? Those yeah, are that's really true. light I, hooks. This, this, this summer was my first summer throwing a drop shot. Yep. And man, it was phenomenal. That's my favorite bait now. Yeah, it's it's tough. to Like it's one of those things where... I think the worst thing about drop shot fishing is just having to tie it. But once you've got, like, if you can dedicate a rod to it, I think it's, you know, it's just one of those things you'll lean on it a lot. And and I'm, I yeah, have this yeah. one combo. I like to have a drop shot tied on all the time. And, uh, and it's, it's pretty good and it performs, you know, I've caught a lot of different species on a drop shot presentation and it's so versatile, you know, what's your, what's your go-to drop yeah. shot plastic that you're, you're putting on there? So I like to run the big bite uh, baits. Yep. Uh, it's the Sensation So Molly, which is just like a three and a quarter inch trick worm. Uh huh. And uh, they they go crazy for that thing. Yeah. That's, um, I that's... like to throw the six cents glitch. Yep. Uh, tube baits. I actually really like to drop shot tubes. Small tubes. Oh my god, dude. I can I can one hundred percent see that. I can one hundred percent see that. Dude, they go crazy. Yeah, I bet. Like the you're talking like, like the super tiny tubes. Yeah, like yep. the, like almost like the Mister Twister style. Yes, tubes, like yes, ones. yes. Like the little two inches. Oh my god! You know what has become a uh, kind of a staple plastic when it comes to specifically targeting as many species as possible. 
it's it's a Guggen. It's it's a Guggen plastic. It's from their crappie line. They call it the snacky swimmer. Yeah. And it's basically a two inch like paddle tail. And it, okay. it just gets hammered. I've been throwing them on, you know, just on a jig head. I've been throwing them on, uh, like, I'll modify a, uh, uh, a beetle spin, um, you know, for more of a moving presentation and uh, and to get a little bit of flash. And then, but also on a drop shot. Like, they have been just loving a drop shot. And, you know, I've taken them before and I've run it as, like, a high-low rig where I've run, instead of a drop shot weight, I'll put a jig head at the bottom and I'll run two of them. And it's like a couple of schooling oh, yeah. minnows. And it's... Man, it, it just it does get hammered, <clears throat> but it's small enough. You've that, had, what's that? You've had good luck with that with that uh, high low rig. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, and it's fun too. Like sometimes they just want that upper hook, and other times they they just want you know the bottom bait, and it's kind of nice. I, I was yeah. listening to uh, I think it was. It was an episode of Tackle Talk where uh, Andrew was talking with Dave Mercer, and Dave Mercer is famously known for recording like hours, thousands upon thousands of hours of footage of of fish underwater. So he's got a really unique sort of uh, perspective on their behavior. And the the topic came up regarding drop shots, and he was like, "Do you know how often um, a fish will be biting the the weight?" your drop shot weight and you know you're like you swing on a fish and you're like where was it and it's just because that weight just came right out of its mouth and i was like you know right. what i i think that is all i need to know about because we around here we we thought we were slick we thought we were inventing something new with that high low rig we called it rig x for a little yeah. while and uh come to find out we're just we're morons we're just idiots and uh <laughs> We uh, we decided instead that uh, we we're just going to like and, you know, the, allow it to, to benefit us as much as possible. That's an amazing way to go ahead and do it. Like I like personally, I like to use an EWG hook, an EWG net head. And, uh, you know, for like one of those snacky swimmers, it's too large for that. That won't work. But I'll throw like a helamite on there or, uh, you know, like a 2.8 inch Kitek. Beautiful. Yeah. And, and it's amazing because if they're if they're going to bite the weight anyway, might as well hook them. Yeah. Have you doubled up on it yet? I have not doubled up on it. I'm still, my fingers crossed that I'm able to make that happen sometime soon. I really, really want that yeah. to be uh, in the works. But yeah, I've yet to double up on it. But yeah. it is interesting. I've been out actually fishing with Sean, and we'll be across the pond from one another, and he'll be like, upper hook. And I'm like, lower hook. And it's just, it's <laughs> just cool to see the pattern of like uh, what's going on, or we'll use different plastics. And it's pretty cool stuff, man. Um, Let's talk a little bit. Right. You're in the in the content creation world too. Um, you got a couple things going. Yeah. I know you've got a YouTube channel and you've got uh, an, uh, a podcast as well called Beyond the Banks. Yes. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Well, how do we get into all so this? I've, so Beyond the Banks is kind of a thing that I wanted to come up with during mm-hmm. the off season when I'm kind of stuck inside a little more. That's that's a good idea. And I. I wanted it to be kind of like you guys, you know, with a couple different people. Yep. And it kind of ended up falling on its face, but I would like to eventually bring it back. For sure. Um, But the YouTube side of it, I've been trying to be more consistent with that. Yep. Uh, I've been having a lot of fun doing it. That's cool. Good. I bought my first GoPro last summer. Yep. And that, that alone brought my content to the next level. Oh, definitely. Definitely makes a huge difference. But yeah, I started in I started at the beginning of the season just 
filming my catches, really. Uh-huh. And that's kind of where it all started. And then from there, I've seen some pretty good progress on the YouTube. So I just decided to stick with it. That's awesome. And it's been fun. No, yeah, that's great. I've been hitting all my goals pretty quick. That's fantastic, dude. Like, I, I love... There's just something about the content creation side of, of fishing that I am completely in love with. And I think that there are a lot yeah. of anglers that they don't really necessarily, they can't necessarily wrap their head around it per se, but I'll tell you what, like I was, um, I've been a sucker for, um, John B's content for a long time. Like that dude is like, yeah. he's, he's in an upper sort of level, but he, he the, just, just this year had come out with, uh, I think actually the last episode of it was just released this last week, but the never stop tour. And I think to me, that is the most inspiring series to like get up and like, I'd love to have him on the show and tell him like, dude, you inspired an old ass man to really kind of chase the outdoors. Like he was a kid again. Like that is, that is for sure. It's that's a, that's, that's legitimate. Like, and just to watch this stuff, I think is amazing, but I love the way Debo kind of surmises all of the content creation. Like there's a certain element of it that's selfish, you know, like you want to be able to look back and reflect on the journey and the progress and, and, and all that stuff, but have it in a, in a format, but also to be able to share it, you know, like if, if I catch this amazing fish or I go on a a trip and I want to document all the little parts of it, I want to be able to share it with people that have an interest in it. And there's a lot of people that are out there, like a a, a shitload of people that are, they're out there. Oh yeah. Well, well, and I think my favorite my favorite part about it mm-hmm. is, you know, you can document all your catches. Definitely. For me, that's my favorite part of it is I know I can get good videos and good pictures. Yep. And I can share them with all the people that like them. But most importantly, I can keep them documented. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a huge, huge deal. You go back and I know this summer there was a, a, a reel uh, and a trend on TikTok where it would say, why do you need a phone that holds X amount of memory? And it was just this just blast of different photos uh, and and clips. And I'm like, I don't know a single angler who that's not the situation. Like I'll talk to somebody even at work, I'll be, I'll be doing a gig and I'll have a conversation with somebody and they'll say, they might notice I'm wearing a reaction tackle or a hook set hoodlums hat or something like that, or my AFCO hoodie. And they're like, Oh, you fish. And then it's, we've got our phones out. We're like, Oh, well look at this. This is crazy. Oh, I caught this on such and such presentation. And it's just, it's awesome. I'll never forget. There was a time I was doing a wedding and I was lining up the bridal party and I have my notes on my phone, on the notes app of the order of the bridal party for instructions of phonetic spellings and names. So I don't fuck that that shit up and i'm looking at it yep. and as i'm getting to the notes the guy goes whoa is that a giant largemouth on your uh, on your phone happened to be the picture of my pb and i was like well yes yes it is after we're done with uh <laughs> with introductions and we do the toast i'll meet you at the bar and we can have a conversation and that's exactly what happened we had a great discussion and uh, i still actually i gotta hit that dude up <laughs> we're supposed to fish at some point or another but that's my favorite part about it you know is the community um speaking of community one of my favorite things about fishing, like it's so peaceful to go and fish by yourself and it's cathartic. It's good for your mental health, all that stuff. But on the same, Oh yeah. Uh, in, in the same sort of uh, level, uh, just on the flip side, fishing with another person is, is awesome. Now what's your short list of people look like, like the top three of folks that you would absolutely love to fish with. And they could be content creators. They could be tournament anglers. They could be celebrities. It doesn't matter who they are and they could be living or dead too. Who is it that you would just love my, to fish with? My top three would probably be Chris Zaldane, 
Okay. He is on yep. the Bass Elite Tour. Yep. Uh, after your guys' last video or last episode, probably Ben Milliken. That would probably oh, be pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> or uh, maybe even Josh Jones would be cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Another sixth sense guy. Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah, man. Yeah. That would, That's those, awesome. Those would probably be the three. I love that, dude. Um, you're working with uh, a couple of companies here. I know you got uh, Stub Thumper, Soft Plastics, uh, Rigged and Ready Fishing, Bass Co., Wicked Weights, 503 Fishing Co., and uh, Jay's Inc. Fishing Lures. Um, tell me about yes, some, of, some of those those companies. Are those like your confidence you know, brands? Uh, what, what are some of the, uh, they, the items that are. you love? Yep. So Jay's Custom Inc., he makes me all my custom hard baits. Nice. Okay. Like my uh, buzz bait. Well, not my buzz baits. My uh, whopper floppers. Yep. Uh, bigger swim baits. And then uh, stump thumpers. I get all my plastic from him. I like running his plastics. All American made. Oh yeah. Uh, I I'm kind of like you guys. I try to stick with the smaller guys. You know. Uh, oh. Basco. I run his jerseys. Chris yep. is a good dude over there. Nice. Uh, actually, Jay's ain't. Scuba Steve just joined our pro team. Oh yeah, nice. Which, That's awesome. Uh, yeah, and he he was telling me he's fished with you before. Yeah, at so the that was camp cool. hook set. Yeah, that was awesome. We got to get Scooby on the show. Yeah, he's cool. He's really cool. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. That was that was but, such an amazing time, and the the fishing was just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it sounded like it was a really good time. Yeah, it was it was fun stuff. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. I've actually I yeah. have heard of Stump Thumper. Um, there was somebody. Yeah, he makes some really good baits. Yeah, there's somebody who would who would uh, in in our little circle that that has uh, I think maybe might pro staff for them, but that stuff. I mean, it's amazing, yeah. dude. The world of like domestic custom small batch craft baits is. It, it's it's it, the world is your oyster. It's just all about yeah. folks having the interest to go and look into it. Like the, the some of the stuff. What I'll tell you, like one of the one of the brands that I have absolutely fallen in love with, and I give a hundred percent, a hundred percent credit to Dark Horse Tackle for this is Giltech. Yeah, you know Giltech is the, yeah. that's the company that makes that finesse jig. I caught that big pike on, and I've caught yeah. a ton of really really great fish with it. Um, that jig paired with this, this one soft plastic I love from Riot called the Tantrum. And this little thing is like, it almost, when it falls, it's kind of cartoony the way the claws fall. Like, I just think it's funny and it's, right. it, it's just such a great combo. Um, if they're really active, that plastic is nuts. It is, it is absolutely bananas. That's, that's the jig that you bought like 20 of, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I fished. Yeah. I got uh, two of them in a box, and then uh, I lost one of them, and I said, oh, well, that's not going to happen. So I went and I bought like 20 in, in a variety of different colors, and they have, they're just, they're they're awesome. I love them. As I ta tell people about them, and I've got them in, in packages, I'm like, here, take this and try this. My buddy Paul, I fish with him all the time, and I was like, dude, I'm telling you, this is this is a, a, a fire jig. You gotta try this. So I throw it out there as much as I can. But yeah, there's that. The uh, Martin's Custom Baits is another brand that you know I've kind of fallen in love with. Um, there's their spinner bait that knee knocker is insane. I was out fishing with who the fuck is Joe Brown the last time we fished together. He caught the biggest fish of the day on that. Um, so it's like those those small batch baits are amazing. And Dark Horse kind of you know if you don't have a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> to like hunt around and find these baits, 
Dark Horse kind of yeah. makes it easy on you because now you can kind of discover them, try them out, see what you want. And it's not it's not crazy for the subscription. You're spending like 35 bucks a month, but you're getting your value. Yeah, I want to check that out. Yeah, it's dude, it is. I'm telling you, it's amazing. And if the beauty of it now is like they're evolving a little bit. So if you find a specific jig or something that you like, you know, they this last summer, they started the BYOB where you could build your own box. But you can yep. also go now and purchase individual baits, which kind of streamlines things. Because if you're like, I really only want to get these things, you know, then you can just go and order them and, and get them right there. As in fact, we have uh, a link in our Instagram bio now, and uh, on our and jigsandbigs.com and our uh, affiliate links and everything. You can go down and click on that sucker and get uh, ready to go. But yeah, dude, Dark Horse has really opened my eyes to a lot of that stuff. And I mean, obviously, like there's you're gonna buy other you know items that you need to. Uh, you know that because the availability of these things can sometimes be tough you get a company that takes off and there's only one guy in a garage doing it like that's a crazy workload it's tough so when i get my hands on the baits that i really like i'm like yep the same thing with abay you know i love abay baits luckily chris is just a monster and he always has an amazing selection of stuff every time i'm looking when i see him at a show or if he's just got a suggestion sometimes he's like hey man this is the jam like all right he's he's never steered me wrong but let's right. We're getting totally off topic, man. <laughs> I want to look into the Picasso shock, uh, shock oh. blades eventually. I've heard you guys talk about them. I, this, this year has made me a fan. I, I, I have never fished a, uh, what do you call it? Um, the, What's the Z-Man one ever? The Jackhammer. I've never fished a Jackhammer. Yeah, Jackhammer. I, I usually, like, I first got into chatterbaits with the original Z-Man chatterbait, and I've caught a bunch of fish on it. I, I like it. It's 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 fine. Um, you know, right. but when, when the Jackhammer kind of came out into, the, like, the spotlight and everybody was like, there's nothing like it. You know, there are some that are close. There's nothing like it. And I stumbled on Picasso, right. that shock blade, and that was through Dark Horse as well. That shock blade, I went and I bought a bunch in you know, a couple of different colors, but then they also sell them in what they call the naked series. So it's, it's, there's no skirt with these. It's just streamlined. So, and I've kind of started to lean more into that camp of, I'm going to buy my jig heads. I'm going to buy this and I'm going to buy my skirts and I can modify and make changes as I need to right on the water. And there's something kind of cool about that. Even with like getting this year into, um, like making sure to carry a variety of like spike it markers to like change up a presentation a little bit. I've noticed that with throwing like small, um, like small uh, finesse swim baits. I'll use a little orange or chartreuse to kind of give it a little bit of extra like flash, something that gives them something to aim for or something to hold on a little bit more to. Yeah. So it's just, it, it's this just, is my first season running that stuff. The spike it pens. Oh, yeah. Dude, aren't they great? They kind of like the, I didn't like the tubes of it. Oh, dude, yeah. The jars. I'll tell you, there's a time and a place to take those jars around. Yeah. Like, I'm a sucker for the stuff that comes in a jar. I'm a sucker for JJ's magic. I think that stuff is it's, yeah. it's the most potent scent I've I've ever experienced, and it's great. The only problem is, like, I've got a tackle bag that I have spilled, like, a bottle that was probably about a third full of uh of chartreuse <laughs> and it's just it reeks of garlic um i went catfishing oh, yeah. yeah i went catfishing one day uh with a buddy of mine and we were using shrimp and i was like dude i'm like i'm italian american dude i am what we were doing scampi so i was dipping it in the chartreuse and uh, i ended up catching some smallmouth on it <laughs> which is kind of crazy <laughs> that is crazy yeah but i'm like all right hey i'm, I'm down i'm gonna take it I'll take it. 
Yeah, it, it is. It's just it, it's nuts. <clears throat> so let's talk. That is nuts. Let's talk about your specific confidence baits. You'd mentioned the drop shot. What's your short list of confidence baits that you know that can get it done if you need them to get it done? So my top three. Well, if I had to pick just three, I guess. Yep. Would be the bladed jig. Nice. A swim jig. Yep. Oh yeah, that's my baby right there. And some sort of top water. All right. Okay. Because, man, this, a couple seasons ago, I broke my personal best yep. on a chartreuse and white uh, swim jig. Oh, yeah, okay. And ever since then, man, it, it's it's just like a chatterbait or a yeah. bladed jig, you know? Yeah. When, when, they, when it hits the water, you can get them to react, and they hit it right away. Oh, yeah. And I've had I've had more times catching two or three fish at, in a row. Yep with the swim jig than just like just than any other bait really yeah. yeah absolutely and it's it's amazing because you throw a swim jig and it's so like it's almost like a silent chatterbait in in one respect on yep. the on the other hand it's like throwing a swim bait uh, but with secondary action. So it's this sort of middle yep. ground, you know, where you're like, oh, all right, cool. So I'm going to throw, you know, this this silent bait, but there's a little bit more action than if I were just, was just throwing like a, a four-inch paddle tail on a jig head or something. You know, you've got that skirt right. that, that undulates a little bit. And man, they just, fish can just come unglued on that. And then I'm uh, like- Dude, I, They go crazy for them. They, they really, really do. And it's nice because you can flip them right in the cover. Uh, just like any other jig, if yep. you wanted, you know, but you can also just rip them through grass yep. as well. Uh, what types of bodies of water are you out there fishing in South Dakota? Like what kind of, so, what kind of bottom composition are you mainly dealing with? So it's normally like sand and rock. Sweet. And then the more you make it up into the hills, it's more like grass and mud. Okay. Yep. So I fish a lot of prairie lakes. Mm-hmm which are just like flatland lakes. And uh, they're a lot of, they're a lot of sand and rock. Gotcha. And dude, those, you know, if you've ever watched like Ben Milliken's videos, Oh yeah. Uh, he fished, I want to say in the Northeast corner of South Dakota. Yep. Catching really big smallmouth. And man, those prairie lakes, they're so fun to fish. It's freaking dynamite. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to make a, a yeah, send out that way, dude. I have I've talked about it before like fishing Iowa with Debo and then, you know, I mean, once yeah. you're in that pocket, it's like, well, come on, might as well spend some time. <sighs> yeah. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, dude, you'll dude. like it. You'll enjoy it. Yeah. No, I I believe it, dude. I that that is freaking awesome. So let's talk um, you know, again, this is I like to put this in the fishing adjacent category. There's, you know, I always say to folks when you're out fishing, like you could be out and you could have an amazing, amazing day. And, you know, maybe you're going to grab a meal afterwards to celebrate. Or on the other hand, on the, on the absolute polar opposite, maybe it was an absolute hot garbage day. Maybe it was a skunk and you're going to go console yourself with a, with a decent meal or maybe punish yourself with fast food. Who knows? Um, what is, what is the place you're going to recommend? Like the mom and pop spot that you're going to recommend, uh, when you're, you know, in either of those camps. Oh man, so that's a hard one right there. Yeah, there's there's a place called Wall Drug, South Dakota. Okay, and it's about forty five minutes to an hour from where I live. All right, nice. And it's a really big tourist attraction. Oh, all right. But 
everyone that goes through there, like all the businesses that are there are just mom and pop shops. That's the best. And um, any one of those little like taverns or little bars, mm-hmm. oh man, you can go, you can go hard in one of those. Beautiful. Beautiful. I like that. Oh I'm yeah, gonna, for sure. For sure. I'm going to put that in my little notepad right now, actually, because that sounds like a freaking yes, great sir. idea. I love that. If you ever make it, if you ever make it this way to wall, there's a lake that's in wall. That's where I've caught all my big fish at. Oh, no kidding. You'll have to hit that. Yeah. Now, yep. Now, um, this is a kind of a question. I don't think I've ever asked anybody this, and this probably could be another one that ends up on the on the go-to list. But in your part of the country, right, in South Dakota, like, or I'll give you an example. Like, around here, everybody goes to, oh, yeah, he caught a five-pounder. Like, that's a big fish out here. Um, you get into the six- or seven-pound range, and that's really something – spectacular like there's only so many of those fish that are around here but you talk like five pounds is like the big one where is the line for you where folks are like nope that is a big fish so for us i would probably say like probably a three and a half or a four yep you know uh you get anything past that it's like wow that's a big fish yeah 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 no my personal best is seven and a half and nobody could believe it for the longest time and yeah, because our state record's nine and a half. No shit. So, okay, man, I was right there. I was close. That's awesome, dude. That's a big fish. That's bigger than my PB. My PB is six point six. Dude, I had both. I had both my hands in his mouth. That's a mid, dude. What time of year was it? Six point six is big, though. Oh, really? How long? How long was he? Uh, Your PB. My PB was twenty-two. Yeah, 22 inches. It's a long fish. Yeah, it's a long fish. And yeah. and a, a lot of it was, I mean, she was she was ready to, because this was in April, end of April. April 25th was the day. Um, so, like, okay. she was feeding up and was, was full of eggs, and this was, this was big. I've caught fish that were, you know, longer fish later in the year, and you're just like, yeah, this fish is just caught. That's the one thing about measuring length versus, you know, the weight of a fish. I get like, you know, people, you say five pounds and people kind of have an idea of what that weighs. You know what I mean? But when you say like you catch a fish, if I caught that fish and it was like August or September, uh, you know, it it may be a whole other situation. That fish might have come in at four and a half pounds, four pounds, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's yep. it's like you know that's that's my biggest thing with 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 weight which which kind of sucks because if it's just happens to be that time of year where they're not feeding up necessarily and that fish isn't you know f- doesn't have a full belly and I mean shit even like that day like what the contents of its stomach what did it have you know yep. right before you caught it yeah. like that comes into into effect too but like with length that's it it's not like they shrink you know no. So, for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. that's why I feel like for really good record keeping, I think I think that length is the way to go because it gives you a good indication of the actual quality of that fish and the potential. Because yeah. like, you could catch a long skinny fish, and maybe that fish, does, maybe the forage just isn't there, you know. Um, but it's right. it's still a quality fish because it's got it's you know length is. You know, somewhat you have to assume it's somewhat uh, tied to the age of that fish, and along with age is experience. Those are smarter fish; they've seen more. You know, they're they're right. they're harder to catch, and there's less of them. So I'm talking. So about I know Sean, the fisherman, keeps 
a fishing log, and I know you guys do too. Yep. I just started doing it this past season. Yes. What are like a couple of the most important points you want to keep record of? I would say, I mean, in my opinion, um, obviously the more data that you can do, the better. But I would say that, you know, obviously you want to record the size of the fish. You know, whatever that might be. So if you're recording length, like length that's and weight. Little, yeah, if you can do both, that's even better. Um, obviously, you want to okay. know the the date and the time. Um, you want to track what you caught it on and what the the structure was. And, uh, and also the weather, you know, and, and what's been going on. Some folks pay attention to like the moon phase, all that stuff. But if you can capture all that information is relatively easy to get even after the fact, like you can look it up online and get the information, but yeah. try to dial it in as locally as you can to, uh, to get that. I think that's, that's among the most important thing. Um, other than that, <sighs> Yeah, other than that, I think I think the general rule of the more data that you can get, the better is going to help you overall. And uh, okay, and it's true. It's like you know, and and being able to access that, I actually I, I have to. It's funny. It's it's actually not funny. It's kind of upsetting, but I have to do a hard restart on my database this year um, because oh, man. I, I had been using Fishbrain to do all of my stuff, and yeah. I got I got a new phone recently. And I think that the Fishbrain app doesn't like the iPhone 15 because I, for weeks, have not been able to even log in or look at any of the data, like the waypoints that I set up, any of that stuff. Yeah, it's just not oh, functioning. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it, it does. It really sucks because it had all my personal best for all my species laid out, all that stuff. I mean, I have a lot of that information, uh, and I can go yeah. back and, and get some of that, but I'm going to just do a hard restart and just start dialing in on what it is that I'm doing and what it is that I'm I'm, I'm working with. But also, like, I don't compete to fish. Other than the uh, multi-species tournament uh, series, that's as, yeah. as, as competitive as I really like to get. That's not my primary uh, reason for fishing is the competition. It's just more about enjoying it and the adventure. It's it's way more about re the recreation yep. side of it. Um, now, I agree with that. Have you done any tournaments? So I did one tournament, uh, let's see, 2022, uh -huh. and it was a boat tournament. And, man, we it was a three-day cold front, and we got there. We pre-fished one day. We yep. didn't catch anything. And then tournament day, we got our butts kicked. And oh, yeah. that was about it, man. It was it was brutal, but now I know what I don't want to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, sometimes the yeah. value in that is immense. You know, it, it goes right. a, a long way to just say like, okay, well, I tried it. I know this isn't for, you know, what I want to do. You know, it's, it's and, and there are other folks. Yeah, the folks. experience was fun. Yes, exactly. I agree with that. Um, you know, like, like kind of like I want to start getting into what you guys do, like the multi-species and stuff like yep. that. Dude, I recommend it. This year is going to be amazing. This is the first year where the entire year is going to be every single month is a brand new multi-species scavenger hunt. And my goal this year, and this is part of the reason why I started pushing it and promoting it and even now, is to get people aware of it.
so that we can start getting more and more folks into it because the more people that are involved, number one, the more fun it is and the more we can engage with listeners and stuff. Number two, it means that the more people we have involved, the more prizes we can do for the raffles at the end, which I think are some of the best parts. So if you don't land in the money, you're eligible to win raffle prizes, which is pretty awesome. And some of these prizes are pretty great. Yeah. Um, especially like yeah, that part is cool. They're very, very cool because it's if, if nothing else, it's like go for it. And if you are like one of these seasoned, you know, bass tournament anglers, and you're like, yeah, I want, want, want to, you know, get into this. This is a great, you know, even though we kind of try to make it as um, newbie friendly as possible and, you know, understand that some people are just getting their feet wet in competitive fishing for those seasoned folks that are like, yeah, I want to be involved. You know, if you're out doing a bass tournament and you lay into a chain pickerel or a pike or something like that, and you're just in that bass tournament and there's no lunker for that species or something, you know, it's kind of a waste of your time really. But at least if you right. if you hook into this fish and you're in the multi-species scavenger hunt, well now that bycatch may have some some value. You know, it might get you somewhere else. So it kind of takes of just going to wait. Exactly, cuz then you're just like, "Oh, cool, here's a slime dart. I'm going to throw it in here or you know, something like that." Right. So it, it works out pretty well. You know, some people you never know what people can catch on by on as bycatch. Sean the fisherman has caught just 20 pound carp on, you know, Ned rigs yeah. fishing for smallies. Like it can happen. And you're like, what the yep. this this year I caught a bullhead catfish uh with a what was it? Was it I think it was a beetle spin. And I was I was looking for rock bass. I was in the right area and it happened to bite. I was like, well that's a point, dude. I was here for a point. I'm gonna yeah. take it, you know? Dude, I caught one on a finesse jig, which is kind of weird this summer. I never caught a catfish before. Oh yeah. I mean, like, what the heck? They it hit like a bass, and it fought really hard. Yeah. Oh, they fight really hard. They're strong like, fish. Oh, these are catfish for their size. They are. Yeah, they are really, really strong fish, and they they, they will, really are. They eat everything. It's just it's amazing to me the stuff that they will just put down. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. You know, and like you said, that kind of goes back to the stomach contents and everything with yeah. how heavy they are. Oh yeah. You know. It's all got to be taken into consideration. That's what it is. Um, I learned a lot from that Alex Rudd episode that you guys put out. Oh, man. Alex is the best. I I love having him on the show. I'm a big fan now. Yeah, he's he's a good dude. And I I think I think Alex is uh, he's he's built different than other content creators. He's uh, yeah. He's like he's, he's like a John V of his own. He yeah, in a, in a big time, he really is. And I mean, I I'm thankful for him in a lot of ways. Like if it wasn't for Alex, I never would have been in touch with Caleb Bell and taken that amazing trip to Chickamauga and had that experience. And like he's just yeah. he's he's a wicked good guy. I, I value his uh, his friendship a lot. He is a good dude for sure. Let's talk about like when you're going out. Typically, what's your rod and reel arsenal like? So I, this past season, I got into a BFS setup. Mm, so sweet. I like to bring that with me for my lighter stuff like Nedrig. Mm-hmm. Uh, I run a seven foot two medium spinning rod nice. uh, made by Luz. Yep. And then I run the American Hero Luz uh, spinning reel. I love that reel. Dude, it's, isn't it so great? Dude, it's the best 30 bucks you're going to spend. I mean, I love Dude, that it, reel. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, dude, I can't believe I found another person that actually knows of it. Yeah. Oh, dude. It, uh, it's my favorite spinning reel that I own. It is my hands down. Dude, very durable. Very durable. Oh, unbelievable. And it's fast. I think it's a six-speed reel. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's and then I'm running a Shimano SLX reel. Yep. On a seven five Guggenrod. Nice. Which I really like. That's my pike rod. Nice. I got a sixty five pound Suffolk braid. There you go. Yeah, and there you go. There's my because dude, I, I'm in that same ballpark. I you know it's risky throwing bass tackle for pike. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's a gamble. And then for my like all around like bladed jigs and everything, I use a uh, seven foot two lose uh, smash combo. Oh, there you go. Nice. The bright red one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, I have a smash spinning reel, and uh, I like it because that's 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 the reel that I use for my drop shot stuff, so I immediately know right away, I'm like, that's the drop shot rig. Just look around. I just need a glance. Yeah, dude, I, I'm a big fan of Luz. Yeah, Luz does, does make a great product. I, I will give them that. Sean the Fisherman loves uh, the Luz. I forget which series it is that he, he uses, but he is he's he's all in when it comes to Luz baitcasters. Um, yeah, I don't think I've, I've got any lose bait cast. So I've got a couple of lose rods and a, and a couple of different spinning reels. And, uh, I, yeah. I, I like them a lot. I really, really do. Um, I like their, uh, dock sniper spinning reel or uh, spinning rod. Oh yeah. Nice. I'm not familiar with it. The I'll have to check it out. One. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. That's yeah. awesome, dude. So yeah, I mean, you know, especially going out for pike. Yeah. So what is that? Seven, five. That's a heavy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's a heavy there extra go. fat. There you go. There you go. Nice. That's awesome, dude. I mean, I, I think it's freaking great. I, I love pike fishing. I love the fact that you led with, yeah, I love pike fishing and bass fishing. I think that's freaking awesome. <clears throat> yeah, you know, it originally started with trout. Yep. And then it kind of snowballed into bass fishing. Yep. And now it's kind of bass fishing and pike fishing I'm on to right now. So when you were trout fishing, this is this always intrigues me because... You know, as as multi-species anglers or as bass anglers, like we have a mindset of, you know, trying to be versatile in our presentations and things. I find that like when it comes to trout anglers that fish with conventional tackle, you know, spinning gear and stuff like that, there's it's it's a little bit more like especially if they're, we're using artificial, it's it's a little bit more focused on a handful of baits, but then like when you get yeah. into fly fishing, it's a whole other thing. Were you fly fishing ever or, or how were when you got so into trout I fishing, how did it go? Never, I never thought about getting into it until yep. recently. I kind of want to mess with it next season. Gotcha. But I was always like a, like a Mets in my spinner. Oh yeah. Type guy. Dude, home run. Yeah. Like, I love uh, those. Just jerk baits. Jerk baits are unbelievable. Like this tiny Rapalas are fantastic. Yeah. They really are. Dude, or the ones that look like crawfish. Yep. Like the little oh. Rebel brand ones. <laughs> they yeah, are. Yeah, those are good. They are insane. I, I'll tell you. So this year, there's a river nearby me that is renowned as one of the best trout fisheries. And, uh, and mainly by fly anglers um, that you'll get some some uh, guides out there with their, their boats, bringing clients out and stuff. And it's not a big river at all. But there is a great it's, it comes off of a huge reservoir. And there is a, a trout population in this body of water that is like legendary. It's it's out of this world. And I have struggled. I grew up in a town right alongside the banks of this river. And I have it's just been a challenge of mine. This year I finally made some breakthroughs over there and I decided to take my kayak. Yeah, out I remember I remember hearing you talk about this. You, you know how I caught most of my trout this year? How's that? Finesse swim baits. Two. Okay, like the swimmer that you're talking about. Yeah, like that two inch, that snacky swimmer. That that was a monster. But also, like 
also like the three inch Kitex with uh, okay. Is it, I think it's Madmouth Fishing has this screw lock style uh, uh, square uh, like a mushroom jig, like a Ned, right? And I, yeah. I was just like, you know, this thing would fit a two point eight inch Kitex perfectly. Oh, and it does. And if they're moving, you know, you can use that to try to get bit. But I've noticed, like, just dragging it along a rocky bottom will get hammered. It'll just absolutely get destroyed. And I'm like, this, am I onto something that's like, this is a lot of fun because it's a style of fishing I really enjoy. I love finesse swim baits. Yeah. And and when they hit it, they just hit it like so violently. And even if it's trout. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I will say the biggest trout that I've caught this year uh, uh, were a couple of these rainbows that were delicious, by the way. A uh, couple of rainbows that I had caught, and I caught those on, I think it was either a Meps inline spinner or it was, because I, I kind of went a little crazy at Walmart and I bought uh, a bunch of inline spinners, a bunch of different brands, but uh, uh, most of them were about an eighth ounce, you know, and I was just playing around with like blade colors and I happened to get on a combination yeah. that worked out really, really well. And dude, it was just absolutely amazing. There was another guy this one specific day who had the same idea as I did. It was like the, the season's starting to wind down. Let's get out and just fill a cooler and get a limit and call it a day. And that's that's what went went on. And uh, I don't even know what he was throwing, but man, this inline spinner was just absolutely killing him. I did just notice, them. yeah, I did notice that throwing the spinnerbait, I get a little bit further distance for casting, so I can actually cover a little bit more water um, that versus throwing like a super light inline spinner. But I've been throwing like heavy ones too. Like when I was up in Northern Maine, that's what I caught all the fish I caught on that day. I caught a bunch of Lakers and I caught a couple of small smallmouth too on like these half ounce, huge inline spinners. And uh, okay. It was a blast. One of them, one of them was one of the dual blade ones. Have you ever seen these? Yeah, those are crazy looking. Oh yeah, like one black blade, one chartreuse blade, and it's just like chop, yeah. chop, 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 chop through the water. It is insane. I actually throw that on a. I bait actually want to start ring. throwing beetle spins for multi species. Dude, you should, it it's a blast on your BFS. You're gonna have a field day with it. Yeah, and I think it was Chrissy Outdoors, like way back, yes. way back in the beginning of the summer. You guys were talking about it. You guys were out. You guys were killing it. She got me into that, and I'm a believer. You know, I'm a believer. I'll, I'll find, like, I'll take them apart and make different combinations of different jigs and different plastics and stuff like that. But, oh, yeah. And, you know, if you like the beetle spin, yeah. you should try the uh, Lunker Hut quarter-ounce finesse spinner bait. It's the exact same. It just comes with a quarter-ounce net head. Yeah. And you can you can play with that one all sorts of crazy, too. I'll I'll check that out, especially for deeper water. That is huge because that little like yeah. it, it it comes with a third. They're the ones that I'm buying. They come with like a one thirty second or a one sixteenth ounce weight, which is is great for shallow water, you know. But yeah. when you need it deeper or you need it to get you know get down there faster, yeah, to, switching that out for a quarter ounce is is huge. Even an eighth ounce makes a huge difference. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. So I, I actually want to dive I'll in. I'll send you a link. Yeah, definitely. I want to dive in a little bit about BFS because I this year that's one of my focuses is to get more into BFS, uh, primarily so that I can keep one of my spinning combos set for a drop shot. So I've got it rigged at all times. Uh, it's mainly this is mainly for kayak fishing, and then my uh, my other spinning right. combo is more for finesse jigs, Ned head, Neds, things like single hook style baits. 
I'm looking to use BFS primarily as a, a moving presentation. So small jerk baits, small cranks, uh, finesse swim baits that are moving, um, you know, yep. and, and all that stuff. I'm looking around at a couple of different combos um, or a couple of different, I, I should say, components to put a combo together. What are you running for your BFS and what do you think of it so far? And what would you change? So, so I haven't got to mess around with the lighter uh, BFS rods yet. Yep. Uh, because I was gifted the reel. Mm. So I gotcha. I'm not a hundred percent sure on the make of the reel right now. Yep. But I'm using a seven foot two uh six gill rod. Okay. Which the rods I, I do not mind the rods at all. I like six gill rods. Yep. But their reels, they're a piece of work. <laughs> like they work good when they work good, but if they get water in them, they don't want to work at all. They're done. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. But so I've been running a, a seven foot two medium heavy and I've been throwing a lot of like crappie baits. On. Oh, uh, really? Six cents just come out with the Pecos, which yep. is like an eight ounce underspin. Yep. And I've been having field day throwing that thing with like eight pound braids with like a two or three foot leader. No kidding. And yeah, one thing you'll notice is they have really shallow spools. Yeah. That's so the, the BFS stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And that's, that's specifically to be able to handle like, you know, casting super, super light baits, which I, I yeah, think yeah, is, which is crazy. Cause you can dial them in so different. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's amazing that you're able to throw baits that light on, on a medium heavy. That's, that's, that's pretty freaking crazy. Dude, you'll have fun just doing it like that because you can't believe that you can do it, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm looking at, there's two different um, setups that I'm looking at. There's actually, there's this uh, this Daiwa BFS reel that I'm looking at. That's much more bougie. And, you know, that's like the, yeah. hey, we'll get there someday type reel. There's a reel that's out there. It's called the Dark Wolf. And it's relatively affordable. And it got really, really good uh, feedback from... Um, from uh, Burley uh, at Aggressive Angler, Aggressively a Average Anglers podcast. They did a video yeah. breaking down different BFS components, and uh, that kind of gave me some inspiration. Like, that's a good place to start. So I'm interested in that reel. It's super, super light. Like, super, super light physically. Dude, like, and it's actually crazy on how light these setups can be. Yeah. You know, you get an ultralight, you get an ultralight rod, and then you get, you know, a BFS reel. Yeah. And, man, you can grab five or six of them and go around the whole bank and you can't even tell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, it is. It's nuts. And that's sort of what my... What I'm trying to dial in is more like, okay, so when I'm looking to find fish, this is what I'll be throwing. Like, I'll be throwing the moving presentations. This is what I'm going to use to cover water. It's more it's more of a comfort thing, you know? Um, drop shot fishing and a spinning rod. Like, I find that if I'm working like a small jerkbait on a spinning combo, just the way that I have to hold the rod, I get a lot more pain, you know, carpal tunnel. Um, yep, uh-huh. <laughs> so, for me, it's a lot more comfortable to be able to palm that BFS reel and just work a jerk bait or 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 a, a spook even, um, you know, up on up a uh, you know work it all day with that type of a, a of a grip than it is on on a spinning rod. Yeah. But everybody's different. Like that's the thing about fishing. There's so much of it that's personal preference. You know. Well, you know, one thing that I've had a hard time with is working certain baits on the kayaks that I'm fishing with. You know, whether oh. it's a jerk bait or yeah stuff like that. Jerk baits mainly. 
I could definitely see that. A lot of that does. Do you find it has to do with the the length of the butt section of your of your rod, like getting caught up? Either? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think that plus you know you're sitting like right at water level. Yeah, that's true. So, like, I made a long cast this summer with like a weightless frog. Yep. And I was reeling it over the top of the water, and I had one blow up on it. Well, I was so far away and I was sitting so low. Yeah. That I think I just. Something didn't line up there. Yeah, that's got to be a challenge, especially. I'm looking actually, actually at your Instagram right now. You're holding up a largemouth sitting in your kayak, and you are right at the surface of the water. That's tough. Yeah. You yep. know, have you – now, I'm curious about this because the, the challenge I've always had is I – when I sit in a sit-in kayak like that, I have about 45 seconds before my legs go completely numb. Um, oh, dude, it's, it's painful. It's nuts. Have I've always I've always been curious about this. I haven't done it because I've been fishing and sit on top kayaks now for a while. But back in like when my when my father used to hunt like forever ago, I remember he had this little like seat. It was like styrofoam you could sit on and, and it would keep, it would keep you warm essentially, but it's all it was. It was styrofoam in, in a, like a pillow almost, but it was like a, a, a rubberized right. plastic outside, like a seat cushion. Now I'm wondering if you were to put one of those in there, if it would boost you up enough to kind of relieve some of that tension, but also give you a little bit more advantage. Because I'm telling you, man, you get into a sit-on-top kayak, it's it's game over. It's game over. You're going to be like, I can't believe yeah. it. I can't believe it. So now for an entry-level kayak, a sit-on-top, what would you recommend? For a sit-on-top kayak, entry-level? Um, yeah. I would say, in all seriousness, um, depending on budget, right? Because budget is going to change yep. things. What I would do is I would look into if you're just just getting into it to to see like if you had never if you were a person that wasn't already in a sit down kayak and kind of doing all this stuff, I would say go out and look for like a second hand like a send 12T, something like that. You okay. know, um like a know, Bass Pro. Yeah, something along those lines, you know, pick it up used, try it out, give it a whirl, but I'm going to tell you this much. I don't think because you're already doing the paddle game, don't waste your money on a paddle kayak unless it's set up to for you to buy a pedal drive later. Because I okay. I will go on record as saying that I think if you like to fish, you got to get a pedal kayak. If you like to paddle, get a paddle kayak and a fishing rod. You know what I mean? Like right. I, I, yeah. I really do feel like there is such a difference between being able to manipulate your boat at all uh, and keep both yeah. hands available to, you know, either work a lure or fight a fish. Um, I feel like there's there's a, a such a difference between a paddle kayak and uh, a pedal kayak. I think that uh, that you're going with a, a pedal kayak is well worth the investment. And like the fact that you're already on the water right now, I would say for you, like look into something like a bonafide, um, you know, what is it? The SS-127, something like that. Or, you know, I mean, even really, like even if you were to look um, into like some of the hoodoo stuff or, or some of that stuff that's a little bit more budget budget oriented. But like if you know you're going to do this. I would recommend get yeah. a boat. Get a boat that that you're going to be in for a little while. In fact, uh, you know, like if you've got um, an outfitter near you, because I mean, if you were local, I'd 100 percent tell you go and uh, visit. You know, Three Bells Outfitters and, and and try them out. Yeah. But I would recommend you go and find the hull 
you know, the shape that, that you want it, go to a spot where they, they have water nearby and you can do some kind of a demo. Might, you might have to wait for a demo day or something like that, where they do this specifically okay. on a body of water, but I recommend go and try it out and get a little bit of an idea of a layout because you don't, you know, it's when you get into a fishing kayak, because real estate is at so much of a premium, it's not a, I'm going to rig this out and then go fishing and it's going to be perfect. It's the same thing like like I say with like overlanding and stuff. It's an evolution. So you got to start off, find out where the, start somewhere. Yeah, find out where the problem spots are. So, you know, don't go and buy like, you know, oh yeah, I'm going to get this, you know, a yak attack black pack and I'm going to get all these rod holders and set them up. It'll tell you over time just by fishing where you actually need and what's effective for you to place the rods for storage, um, where you're going to put your tackle or, or your tools, uh, any kind of accessories. So I would say start small. Like I would look into something like like a Bonafide or a Feel Free um, is a great place to start. Um Native, uh, the native slayers people love. They really, really. Yeah. Love okay. Them. I've heard good things about those. Yeah, I know a lot of people that get into the native slayer, and they 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 love them. Um, Jackson makes really great kayaks as well. But but yeah, if you look into a uh, a boat that uh, even Hobie, like if you find that you're a Hobie person, where you're like, you know, I'm fishing a lot of shallow stuff, and I'm fishing stuff where I don't want to have that rigid prop underneath me i want these fins to be able to fold up if i hit something underneath and you're okay with not being able to pedal backwards immediately and having to switch it over get it look into like a hobie mirage you know i know i I think i think uh andrew from tackle talk picked up a a hobie mirage and he loves it you know versus like me i'm in a native titan and that thing is you know it's 41 inches wide and it's a bass boat built for one it's a tank you know so i would i would you got quite a bit of room in it yeah oh yeah absolutely like at 300 pounds i can stand up confidently in this boat and you know i don't fish in uh, standing up in my kayak very often because my seat is set at the highest level so standing up is easy motivation i get like really really good uh uh, angles while I'm fishing, um, yeah. and a, a lot of freedom there. So for me, you know, it's all about finding the right hull for you, but I would recommend look into like w- one of those major brands in a pedal kayak. And if you're, if you're like, okay. yeah, I can't do the budget. Cause some of those, some of the pedal, pedal drive systems alone are an insane, uh, as far as the expense. But if this is something that you're doing, you, I think you'll be happier if you take the time to do it and then work out like a, okay. f- a finance option or something to make it happen. Or, you know, whatever it is you got to do or, or, you know, find out the right hull. And if you can find one used, go for it. But that's your biggest resource, your local outfitter that is that is going to allow you to, to check and try some shit out. Try some stuff out. Before. Try it out. Yep. Okay. And cool. I, yeah, I would definitely say a pedal kayak. That is that is your move. I think you're going to you're going to appreciate it so much more than anything else. Okay. So I, I, I was curious, what kind of uh, PFD are you wearing? So I am using, um, is it a Mustang? No, it's an Onyx. I'm wearing one of those. Okay, that's what I'm running. Yeah, it's an Onyx. It's one of the inflatable styles with the CO2 cartridge. Um, okay. It's basically just because it's super light and, you know, I can like, I can wear it all year round. I am starting to, I still have my, I, there, there's another like non-inflatable style that I have that I think I picked up at Bass Pro when I got my, my very first, 
uh, kayak when 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 I I got that and it was just it's got a, like it's just not the right fit for kayak fishing. It's got a full padded back. Um, it's got right. you know, but it's nice because there's storage on it and stuff. I am considering getting one of those NRS ones. Um, that have all the yeah. storage and everything. And I'm thinking primarily for like early in the season and also late in the season, mainly because uh, that material in front of you is insulating, <laughs> you know? So it's, yeah, it's it is. A, it'll keep you warmer. That's exactly it. I'm like, yeah, this way I can wear whatever. And my PFD will act as another layer on top of all that. But then we get into the summer season and I've got the inflatable that I can use, which will, you know, which will deploy when I hit the water. And I know that there's, there's folks that say like, oh, well it can fail. I mean, you know, yeah, that's true. It, it, it can, but I mean, it'll definitely fail if I'm not wearing it. So at least by me wearing yeah, this I one, you know, Rather be safe than sorry. Exactly, man. You never know. I like, always hear you guys talking about that. And it's true, man. We see people all the time that are like, oh, yeah, but it's nice. It's 60 degrees out. And I'm like, what's that water temperature? You know, 50 yeah. in change? Yep. Oh, well, you know, yeah, that that is, is cold enough to where your body's going to react on a physiological level. And you're going to say, as soon as you get into the water and if your face is in that water, guess who's drowning now? <laughs> you know, yep. it's crazy. Oh, it is. goodness, man. Goodness. Oh, so yeah. let's get into, I have this question. I haven't asked a guest this question in a while and I'm, I'm anxious to kind of see what you think. So let's just imagine right now that uh, myself, Sean the Fisherman, who the fuck is Joe Brown? We're on I-90 West with a mission, just Metallica bla blaring out the windows. We're coming to pick you up, and we're going to go fishing at an unnamed body of water in your area. Uh, we're going to take you to your favorite local fishing shop, and uh, we're going to get you all rigged up. Now, you can use every lure in your tackle box. You can use whatever you've got for line. You can use it doesn't matter. The only thing is you can't bring any rods or reels, but you have to build your single-use combo. So rod and reel, and then what are you spooling it up with? Rod and reel, what am I spooling it up? Yeah, what are you choosing for your I rod? Probably, so for me, I think a 7'2 or a 7'3 is like a perfect go-to. Yep. And then I would probably pair it with like a 6, 4 to 1. Or maybe like a seven speed. Okay. And then I'd probably spool it up with like 17 pound CR 40. Gotcha. Gotcha. Did that probably. There you go. There you go, man. Now, what, that's what we like to run. Yeah. What are you uh, like? What, what brand? Because remember, this will be on the Jigs and Bigs corporate card. What is there a specific rod or reel that you would choose? If I had to go with a, I would probably go with a. Man, that's hard to say. Right. There's so many nice ones on the market now. Oh, so You know, maybe many. like a 13 fishing omen. Oh, there you go. All right. Probably. Solid. Solid. You know, and then I, I really want to check out the um, the new, uh, uh, man, what reel is it? It's jogging my memory. Uh, it's the new, I think it's the Hypermag from Luz. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's popular, too. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, dude, they are. Or the TI, mm -hmm. the Pro TI. Yep. Yeah, that's a good, that's freaking solid reel, dude. Nice. Good job. Yeah. That's badass, dude. Sure. I love it. So now we've reached that point in the interview where I'm looking for primarily two stories for you. And I think you know where this is going. The first story that we yes, want sir. is that, that moment where you're like, 
the most proud of, you know, uh, uh, of, you know, let, let's say you're at an event and you, you meet somebody like that first story you're going to lead when, uh, with about fishing. When somebody says, oh, you fish. And that's that first story that you're going to lead with. The second story I want is the biggest, <laughs> that biggest moment, the epic <laughs> fail. All right. Let's start with, we'll start with the one event. I would probably start with my PB when I was fishing at a lake close to where I live. Yep. And we were in a pretty big drought. And there's some crappie structure about 30 or 40 feet Mm -hmm. from the fishing dock. And the water levels are so low, you could see the structure. Well, I was taking a swim jig and I was casting it to the back side of that. And I caught my pee on the back side of that structure and seven, seven pounds, five ounces. My biggest bass from around here. That's badass. And then let's see, probably my most disappointing fishing story. Yep. Oh God. I was bank fishing one day and I forgot my net at home and I was fishing with a drop shot and I was catching them like crazy. I got one all the way up to the dock. And I went to wrap my hand around the line and lift him up, and I popped the hook out of his mouth. Oh, really? And it was, yeah, it was like a four-pounder probably. Oh, that sucks. And I just tried to flip him over the dock. Yep. But, yeah, he shook the hook. That that does suck, man. Um, Dude, and it's the, the only time I forgot my net. Yeah, I try to say I. You know, it's funny. Dave Erke, he 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 got into a new kayak this year, and was asking a bunch of folks. And the first thing I said was like, "Okay, so after a PFD, a net. It's the most important thing." When I it see is. when I see dudes that are fishing in in a kayak and they don't have a net, I'm like, man. Like that's when you're gonna. What are you doing? When you're reaching down to lip a tank, that's when you're gonna flip your boat. Yeah, you know know what I mean. Like if nothing, like that. Let's be honest. That's what it is. That's when you're gonna flip your boat. So you're you're better off having a net. And then not only do you are you able to secure that you've got that fish, but now you can like compose yourself so that you can measure the fish and do everything. You've got a safe, secure. Yeah, all of that shit. It's like, I think a net is You know, is it's kind of like having pliers and line cutters, you know. Which That stuff goes hand in hand. You've got to oh, yeah. have that stuff. It's all of it. It's all of it. You know, it's all that stuff. I love, uh, I always give, uh, I'm always talking to Becca, and I always tell her the same thing. I was like, your kayak videos, you never, ever have. And I, I can't count the amount of times. And she was in a wreck kayak, too, like, like what you were in. I'm like, she's dropped fish in there with her. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you drop like a, yeah. like a pickerel or a pike in there or a bowfin. I'm like, that could be bad. You could lose a toe. You know, okay, maybe yeah. not, maybe not lose a toe, but you know what I mean. I dropped a dink under my seat one time in my recreational kayak. Oh, <laughs> that, yep, that sucks. I had to go go dock it and get him out. That's that's rough. See, that's one nice thing too about yeah. the sit on tops. I run my sit on top with the the um, scupper plugs out all the time. So if any water comes in, I just want it to flow right out. I caught a yeah. mic- I caught yeah. this little micro bass on on a beetle spin, um, looking around for other other panfish, and it just absolutely crushed this thing. And, and those fish, their mouths they're hard to hook. Like their mouths are I don't know if there's yeah. like just they haven't the, they haven't developed yet necessarily. But like those hooks don't always penetrate, and they flip, and their 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 body weight just 
they can go flying off these hooks so fast. Well, this fish lands in the, in the floor of my boat and a little bit of water was there and he happened to just scoot right down the, the scupper hole. And I was like, that's awesome. Cause I was like, <laughs> if, if he would have landed under my seat, that would have been a mess, you know? Oh yeah, it gets it gets messy quick. It does. It really does. <laughs> I keep a lot of tackle and a lot of like bags of soft plastics and stuff. I'm like, I would 100 percent have to go to the bank and just dig through to oh, find sure. this fish. Yeah, 100. percent Oh, dude, a little bonus story, real quick, if I can do it quick. Go for it. Yeah. So, I'm fishing. I'm fishing the drop shot right, mm-hmm. right off of a point, and I, he breaks me off. It was my last drop shot plastic. So I go back to the loading ramp, and you know how they get that real like mossy cover on them oh yeah well i used to not wear i used to not wear uh shoes in my kayak like i would wear shoes but then i would take them off once i was in the kayak yep yeah well i jumped off of the kayak and i went to turn around and grab something yep and i slipped on the loading ramp and i tore a muscle in my foot shit and dude i started bleeding everywhere and i i got all my gathered myself i grabbed my bait i went back to the same spot where i just lost the fish yep I hooked up on that same largemouth. He was about four pounds. No but, shit. Dude, yeah, dude, I was all beat up, and I decided to go back out. Oh, shit. That's dedication. We got, we, got, we got kayak racks on top of the car. Yep. And I was like, well, I can either load them injured, or I can just wait and go try to catch another fish. And, yeah, dude, we made it happen. That paid off. Did he still have that drop shot hook in his mouth? He did, yep. I that's caught him and awesome. he still had it in the corner of his mouth. Oh, that is awesome, dude. Nice. Dude, yeah. That's it wild. That's that's badass yeah, that I was, he ate again. What I time? was all beat up. Hey, oh yeah. What time of year was it? Now I wear now I wear the uh the what is it, the extra tough boots or whatever. Oh yeah, those are great. Um, but I've heard you guys talk about them. I want to get into some of the different water shoes that they have. Oh man, there's so but, many. Yeah. There's so many, and they're they're great because the idea is you want them to drain quick, but you just want that extra layer of protection, you know? Yeah, yep, yep. That's awesome, dude. Carter, this, yeah. is, this is great, dude. That is awesome. Do me a favor and just shout out again those those companies that you're working with and let folks know where if they want to follow you, check out some of the content that you're making, all that stuff. Take this moment to kind of promote yourself a little bit. All right, cool. If you guys want to follow me, you can find me on Instagram and YouTube at real sd outdoors um a couple of companies i want to shout out are uh, jay's fishing inc he does uh custom fishing baits uh if you need to pick up any uh soft plastics or custom soft plastics uh reach out to some for soft plastics yep uh he makes some good ones uh if you're looking for any terminal tackle um wicked weights i would recommend and then for any of your apparel needs, uh, rigged and ready is there for you. Love it, dude. Freaking Other than that, I think that's about it. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much for doing this, dude. I appreciate it. This is this no is no like, problem, man. Thank you much for having me on. Yeah, this is like the cornerstone of of what this show is really all about. It's just sharing fishing stories, getting to know people that share an interest that I'm crazy about. Like this is awesome. And if we ever connect and do any fishing in South Dakota, I'm uh, I'm gonna hit you yes, up. And we're sir. gonna 
We're going to go and hit some good eats, too, afterwards, regardless of how the fishing goes. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Oh, it's going to be good. Do me a favor, man. Uh, if you have a picture, especially with that PB, send it over to me, and I'll use it for the cover artwork for the episode. And this this podcast is going to drop on Tuesday, so it's going to be a real quick okay, turnaround. Cool. It'll be pretty awesome. All right, cool. Awesome. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Will do. All right. Thank you, buddy. Have a good one. Take care. Tight lines. All right, man. You too. Thanks. All right. I'll see you. Bye-bye. Yep, bye. Alrighty, guys, we're back at it. Jigs and Bigs. Segment number three. We have a that was a great interview with Carter. It was awesome. Um, check out the artwork here. That is that PB that he had mentioned uh, in that conversation, his most proud moment, and then his epic fail. That was just choice. Beautiful. Well done. Well, Carter, this is for you. Well done. Appreciate you, homie. We were in here just talking with some of the jig heads. We were talking about, we were actually getting to the guts, the nitty gritty of that, uh, what do we, I guess the word to say, we go, uh, in the shadows of a retail environment, uh, who the fuck is Joe Brown dropped a nugget of knowledge? That's to the <laughs> jig heads. If that's not a reason enough for you to join the jig head fam and get, you know, a lot of access to all kinds of great stuff, um, then I, I don't know what to tell you. You should become a jig head. Go over to jigsbigs.com, visit our link tree on our, the link in our bio on Instagram, and uh, you can become a jig head right there. It's a $5 a month subscription. It gives you, uh, access to the live recording live stream, which is an exclusive. It doesn't go everywhere. Pretty much every single show that we do, you guys get to see how the sausage is made. We drop little nuggets here and there, and you get to see stuff that doesn't actually even make the show. So that's pretty cool. We love engaging with you guys. Uh, as the Jig Heads comment uh, on YouTube over here, it's, it's, it's awesome that we get to kind of engage with those guys. But I had mentioned before we started recording was Omnia. Now, I have been having a field day with the Omnia Fishing website. Um, I've been going and just, you know, filing some fishing reports of some really memorable catches with really, like, unique baits that I had had caught them on. Like, oh, this wasn't working, or I'm going to go and fit. I actually, I did one where I uh, the hot bait was the Beatles <laughs> <laughs> which I I tend to think I'll, I'm probably one of only a handful of anglers that have entered the beetle spin as a hot bait. But I'm telling you, when it comes to the, the multi-species stuff, it, 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 it pays off. It does. So I've been going and I've been like reviewing some different bodies of water and like, you know, putting data in there for like some stuff that's worked for me and, you know, my experiences. And I'm just kind of hoping that that this works for folks. But I've also been loading up. I do this all the time. I'm just like my wife when it comes to online shopping. I have a shopping cart on my account. And it's just, there's like 35 items in there right now. I think there's like a hundred grand worth of stuff in my, maybe not 35, like there's multiples of things, like things that I'm going to buy anyway, soft plastics and stuff. But I mean, like there's a trolling motor in there that I don't have a boat for. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, this would probably be the one or, you know, we'll see if this one works like shit like that. Um, cause I can't be stopped and I have a serious problem. So, you know, um, have you guys done any dicking around on Omnia Fishing to play around with it and kind of kind of check it out? Uh, I, ran I, the, I ran through the brands one day. I have yeah. not. Fishing has been so well, on the back burner for me. Yeah, you know that's I mean? kind of what I figured. I was like, unless Omnia Fishing was getting into like, you know, coaching yeah. supplies and basketballs, <laughs> I totally yeah. understand that. <laughs> How about you, yeah, Joe? I've, been, I've been trying to. I I I really haven't, unfortunately. Uh, I've been trying to. I've been trying to chill with the money spending after yeah, buying it's not a new a truck. Bad, so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been trying to chill there. Uh, I usually start getting into the purchasing, like, 
after yep. the holidays and you know around like february i'll start that's exactly why i have started filling up this cart it's because i think that's exactly yeah. when i'm gonna go out my my oldest daughter asked me she's like dad she's like i don't know what i should get you for for christmas this year she's like i just keep going back to like that bass pro gift card was such a good move and i told her i was like no 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 i was like gift cards are still great but what you should really do is get me a gift card for Omnia fishing or dark horse tackle or, you know, you know, something like that. I'm like, you know, I go gift cards for fishing stuff are always going to be good. And, you know, that could help me whittle down that shopping cart that I've got at Omnia fishing. Yep. But yep. I, you know, you know, one thing we haven't plugged in a while, Bobby, what's in Sean, um, hook set just dropped some new gear. They did some cool. Yeah. Hook set just dropped some awesome gear. Um, yeah. So go, go check it out too. I really, I really like the, uh, the shit that they just dropped. They got so. a new shirt and I think a, a couple, a couple of hats. Yeah, a couple, yeah, of, a couple yeah. of beanies, which is pretty cool. Yep. They usually do one every winter, which is pretty awesome, and yep. it keep, helps yep. keep the the dome nice and toasty. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. always a good thing. Yeah, that's pretty awesome, man. Um, I have uh, speaking while we're on the subject of retail. I don't know if you guys have noticed. I'm wearing a new hoodie. Um, I'm wearing a uh, an Aftco shadow hoodie, which is a little bit different than the Reaper. The Reaper is the one that's got that built-in neck gaiter and everything, and it's real buttoned up. The Shadow is a little bit more loose uh, as far as the way, like, the neckline is a little bit more open. It's just more of a, in its micro fleece, like, it's great. I love AFCO because they get the fat guy sizing right. Like, they actually do it the right way. This fits me. Like, I, I wear the smallest size in the big guy lineup of stuff that they have, and the sleeves are the right length. Like, they're not doubling over my hands or anything like that. Like, they do it right. But they got me so good one night. After a little, you know, sesh with the jigglers, I was in my recliner. I think this was actually after dinner one night with uh, Queen Beef. I had just, just, just gotten comfortable. I think Hudson had jumped up to sit with me nice and cozy. And I'm like, I got an email from AFTCO. And it was like, check out these such and such savings. And I noticed something in there that I don't typically see when they're promoting stuff was a big guy shadow hoodie. And these sell out fast. Like they're gone. And then like, I've been looking for like this Heather color and I'm waiting for them to get a black one back. Yeah, dude, I found these things on sale for like almost half price, maybe even a little bit more than half off. And I was like, really? So I bought two. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, they don't ever awesome. go on this. I was like, yeah, I bought two because this I like to wear these as like a mid layer for, yeah. you know, when I'm if I'm if I'm camping or something like that, because it is micro it's synthetic. So it does wick moisture really well. It dries yeah. really, really fast. But also because it doesn't have that neck gaiter, I don't necessarily overheat with this on. Yep. So it's a good little middle ground. So yeah, they got me pretty good that day. So, they saw me coming. <laughs> to to piggyback on the retail thing, uh, and I'll share this on like I'll share this on social media, but with you guys first, wait until you see my outfits for the fucking wedding. So oh God. It, down in down in Mexico. So it's a, you know, this is a oh it's, God. Tulum, Mexico is much different than the rest of Mexico. It's For very sure. like earthy, crunchy, or whatever. And the couple is kind of that way. They're fucking an, a phenomenal couple. Um, but uh, oh yeah, I got some great jungle funk attire to I to go there. It took it took me a minute to find what I wanted. I finally <laughs> did, and I'm pumped. I kind of wish I was DJing this wedding. I kind of do. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like I'm missing out here. Oh, dude. It's going to be a fucking blast. I Shit. cannot wait. That's freaking nuts, dude. Um, 
I think that's about all I got for uh, for this show, guys. I think what uh, y'all need to do if you're listening to this show right now and you're like, God, I happen to be in the western Massachusetts area or nearby enough to go and fill my face with wild boar, elk, venison, and gator, uh, I think maybe it would be a good idea if you go and get your tickets for the 200th Jigs and Bigs episode celebration extravaganza that's happening to raise funds for Veterans Inc. Go ahead and visit jigsandbigs.com. I mean, shit, on your on your uh, podcast player that you're listening to this show on, I've got a link in there. Get your, your tickets right there. Just click that link right there. You can get your tickets and be good to go. You'll know that you have a space and that you're ready to rock and it's all good. I mean... You know, I'm going to go ahead and say this. If you think you want to go, but you're like, I'm not sure if I can make it, uh, you can refund your tickets if you need to. <laughs> it's, But at least you'll have them ahead of time to know. And then we can say what the headcount is going to be. So if you're leaning toward going, I highly recommend you guys get your tickets for this show. And uh, like I said, I've got a plan in order to kind of get a little, you know, some other folks involved that aren't nearby. We'll see what happens. Um, other than that, I would uh, highly recommend that you guys, you know, get ready for one hell of a good time. And that's what it is all about. Uh, please, if you are catching any fish in your area, tag us in those photos, those videos, and those reels on on all platforms. Uh, whether you're on TikTok, I am making a concerted effort to do more with TikTok recently. So I highly recommend if you're sharing stuff there, feel free to tag us in there. We will gladly go and check it out, like, comment, and support what you're doing because you're, uh, you're awesome. And we think all of you guys are awesome. Um, definitely, definitely want you guys to make sure to give us a review over at Apple Podcasts, rate our show on Spotify, whatever you're listening to, if you can rate or review it, that would be fantastic. Apple Podcast, of course, is kind of like the hub of all things podcast. So if you've got an Apple device and you've you've you're you know open up that icon that that uh, podcast app, even if that's not where you listen, and leave us a review there, that would be absolutely amazing. I think that about does it, man. I think uh, I think I'm going to go and get myself some of that uh, Apple Cranberry Crisp. Maybe we have some vanilla Mom, ice cream on my way. I'll save you. Won't you do it. I'll save you a little bowl. I'll save you just a little, a little, a little sliver. Oh. Yeah. All righty, dudes. Have yourselves a good one, everybody. Thank you so much for checking out this show. We appreciate you more than you realize. We do, in fact, have the best uh, group of listeners and uh, supporters of this wacky little show that we do, and we definitely couldn't do it without you. So we absolutely thank you for that. You guys are absolutely awesome. We'll see you in seven days with much more good stuff from Jigs and Bigs. Some guests that you have to look forward to. We got Sarah, the closer Parvin. We got, uh, we, we've got Jeff and Paul from the Aggressively Anglers podcast podcast and uh who knows we got a bunch of other guests coming up too that you're not going to want to miss we'll see you guys when we see you have yourselves a good one and like we always say it's an ass smoke some grass